With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Earn Five Star Podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Joshua Bowles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com. Joining me, per usual, is the Commissioner, Jude Seymour, and the Chief Inspector, Brendan McElinden, with a special guest showing up shortly in Greg Flamang. Fellas, how are you? And I got I got some beef to pick. Okay. I don't think it's beef with you two. I don't believe oh. so. Okay. Well, I definitely know it's. I definitely know it's not beef with Brendan. Oh. Wow. Okay. I don't know where Jude lies on this spectrum because I didn't. Quite uh, I, thought that gonna, so, I thought this was. I thought going to be like uh, attacking uh, other regions of the nation. Uh, hashtag not. Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Hey. Maybe it um, is. Joshua, before you get started on whatever this is, I, I just I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe I could I could describe somebody in four words and and you could tell me who I was talking about. Are you ready? These are four adjectives. Youthful. Go on. Youthful. Relatable. Innovative. Swaggy. Audra Kessler. I mean. I think it describes a lot of people we really like. Would you say that the uh, would you say that um, that would describe uh, Tommy Rees as through the, seeing through the prism of uh, Alabama players? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you do, well what, and anybody that that supports Tommy Rees, you can you can what, make that uh, argument. What is uh, what is swaggy about Tommy Rees? Thomas Kevin Rees. Um, he does have he does have like an older soul about him, which is swaggy in a young person. Okay. Like when you got a when you got a I don't give a fuck, I know what I'm doing kind of a kind of a vibe, which I, which Reese does. I, I think that I I was sorry to see War Daddy was not on this list. 
Innovative. Yeah. Innovative. Uh, for who? For I mean, he runs. Tom he Cruise? has a lot. He has a lot of different pre-snap motions. That's innovative. Not everybody is uh, stupid enough to just keep fucking around long enough to have to take timeouts constantly for no fucking reason. <laughs> That's innovative. Uh, re- relatable and youthful is fine. I mean, youthful. I mean, he's one relatable. Of the, I think relatable for sure because I mean, yeah, he's, he's just he's the, just some random dude. He's one of the youngest make it, offensive coordinators, so youthful definitely applies. Swag yeah, see, was the one I got stuck on. Some of the beauty things about Tom Reese is, is that, you know, he was a, a random three star that, that if Brian Kelly would have had his way when he got there, would never have been at Notre Dame. That was, that was the one, that was the guy that he said he didn't want, but you know, he already committed and, that, and he was coming in the spring. That was it. What it, it was, what it was. Um, but, but anyways, so he's just kind of like the guy who got the shot and he just kept like coming in and like, he ended up being the man. And it was a guy who certainly wasn't good enough to make it. And he's kind of like, it's like an everyday kind of a guy. So it's relatable to a lot of fans. Like his athletic skills are not so much <laughs> greater than and, in, in, a lot, in people's minds, like in a lot of people's minds, his athletic skills are not so much greater than their own. And so that is relatable. Um, but yeah, swaggy for sure, man. I mean, just <clears throat> look, is he, he's not even fucking 30 yet. Right. No, I don't think so. If you are in your twenty, if you are in your twenties, and if they got to adjective fifteen about you, and they didn't describe you, at, and none of those were the word swaggy, he's you turning. Not, he's turning. You're not, you're not doing your twenties. He's turning problem. thirty-one. He's turning yeah. thirty-one in May. I thought he was born ninety-three, oh. but he was born ninety-two. That's my bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At any ra- at any route, I could see it. I mean, he's just he's a young guy living his life. He doesn't have any kids. Has he picked up uh, any gold chains since he left um, Notre Dame? He'd be smart if he did. <laughs> he'd be smart if he did. Uh, well, that kind of like ties into what I want to talk about a little bit, or I wanted okay. to talk about. So, like I said, I don't know if this includes you, Jude, but this could, and Brendan could be right. Maybe this is a regional thing. I don't know. But over the last decade, there was there's been a lot of uh, hatred towards. Uh, cargo shorts. Rude. A lot of a lot of mocking of cargo shorts. And I gotta tell you, to be perfectly honest, you could probably put that, me in that category. Although I wouldn't be out there just like attacking someone for wearing them. Like some people, I just I stopped buying them and wearing them, and I just went plain front, which are fine. But I got to tell you, the mall episode we did when Brendan talked about his Abercrombie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, cargo shorts instantly i thought why don't i have any more like cargo shorts like what was the problem like someone doesn't think they're cool enough what the fuck do i give a shit for i'm fucking yeah why do you care you're 44 you're a man i'll wear what i fucking want and i don't care i'll wear some fucking cargo shorts i got pockets now i do have pockets and guess what cell phones are huge now they they don't fit in a lot of normal pockets but you know what they fit in i don't like cargo pocket wallet I don't like sitting on my wallet when I'm in the car. Goes right in the uh, cargo pocket. I I chew, so I always got a can of chew on me. Goes in the cargo pocket, and then people don't I see mean, your chew. Yeah, I mean, so and I was thinking, I I think I had maybe a pair or two when Li- Olivia was a baby, which is fantastic to have. Dude, you keep um, a bank in one of those, and then yeah, you can just you like can't. slide that binky right out. I just gotta tell you though, you can't keep the binky and a can of chew in the same pocket. 
just FYI. I mean, that's like crossing the streams in Ghostbusters. <laughs> it is like crossing the streams. You can. There's no law against it. So anyway, so I ordered, so I immediately ordered up, and I don't even think Abercrombie sells cargo shorts anymore. Although they did have for a long time, theirs were probably on the superior scale. So I ordered up. I mean, I I buy all American Eagle shorts, and not because of anything other than those things. They just fit me right. And I'm at that age where if a brand fits me right, that's just what I'm buying. So I, I, I got a, a khaki pair, blue pair, a camo pair, of course, uh, and then a, then a very fashionable olive green pair. And I'm just fucking loving it. I'm loving going back to the cargo short life. And I'm like back. double, you know, and it, listen, it's not so bold of a move in Hicksville, Ohio. Like it's, this isn't a like, no one's clap, no one's slow clapping for me. And giving me that that uh, that knowing nod as I'm walking down the street in my in my cargo shorts, right? It's Hicksville, Ohio. Uh, it's like almost to be expected. Uh, but I'm just saying, for all those, and it's like it's the Southern people who really frown on it. Um, they really want you to wear the five. They really want you to shorts. wear the five and a half seam inch seam uh, chubbies. I'm just saying, man. They're comfortable. They're fine. I did buy some other shorts too that. Uh, uh, have have an elastic band and a and a and a drawstring. Uh, can't remember what what AE calls those, but those are those are wonderful, absolutely wonderful shorts. I tried to buy some shorts from Roback, and they're all sold out. And speaking of Roback, you know how you know Michael Mayer was a Roback athlete, right? Kyle Hamilton was a Roback athlete, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So today I I'm on TikTok, and what do I know? What do I see? I see Audric Estime liked my Audric Estime video that we did uh, uh, that I had Brendan uh, make me a little highlight so I could put some some uh, dope track to. He liked that video today, and so I and I just clicked on his. Uh, there's a you know link to the Instagram on your TikTok account. Looked on his Instagram thing to see see if this was actually really him, and then I saw on his Instagram profile it says Roback Athlete. So Swaggy Man himself. Our dude looks like he's going to be uh, the next Notre Dame rowback athlete, which is fucking awesome. Just saying. <sighs> now that I have all that out of the way, let's talk more about us. Who wants <laughs> to hear some reviews? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about me. Is, is yeah, this the uh, is this the that, part where we get Toby the Keith reference for all you guys out there? <laughs> You remember that song? Let's talk about. I want to talk about me. No, bringing back the southern audience that Josh yeah. uh, alienated with alienated. the uh, the cargo pants. You don't, Who was this? You, fucking Alan Jackson. That, you don't. So remember is this the, the talk about me song? No, <laughs> no. I don't. Uh, Who's I, I don't listen to country. Toby, Toby Keith. Keith, man, it was a huge hit for Toby Keith and like. Oh, right let's talk about me. Let's talk about me. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I can't sing it, but I know the tune. I. Fucking have no idea. Oh, I, my uncle. I can blame my. Uh, probably, probably supplanted on the charts by. Where will you when the world stop turning? Uh, oh, most likely. Most likely. Anyways. That was Alan Jackson, too, right? Yeah, I think so. I could fucking fake being a country guy. I swear to God, I could. I, I, I always cringe to the line. I couldn't tell the difference between Iraq and Iran because, I, I, let's face it, most people if can't. If you cannot tell the difference between Iraq and Iran, you are a fucking but, moron. But also, don't say the quiet part out loud, okay? You should know the difference between Iraq and Iran. Don't don't be proud of that. Yeah, yeah. 
Be smarter. Be better. God, what a terrible thing to say. That just shows how dumb you are. You're just dumb. I don't know the difference between Kuwait and Germany. (laughs) So anyways, get on over to Apple Podcasts. Find that earned five-star podcast over there. Leave a rating, leave a review. Any review that you leave, we will read word for word on the next Oh, if Earth next Earth five star podcast Ooh. episode. Oh, almost, guys. Almost. Almost. You almost. almost walked off the edge there. Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Uh, damn it. We still haven't come up. We don't practice anything. I'm actually mad about tonight's episode because it's more practice. planned than, I, than we ever have. Uh, Brandon, what kind of review are we looking for? Talking about practice? Uh, <laughs> this is the part of this is the part of the podcast, much like in every James Bond film, where they utter the titular line, right? Yeah. What a beautiful room, or what a beautiful view. <laughs> Gold figure. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're looking for those earned. And I'm thinking, um, you know, who's got an earned five star, perhaps, on our hands? What do you think about Sam Hartman? Think that guy's got an earned five star in him this year? Yeah. Look, all it takes look, an earned five star in my opinion, all it takes is a uh is an all American performance. Really. Is that it? You That's just it. need to be an all American? You gotta be an all American. You're a five star in my book. If you if you if you achieve all American status, well unanimous or consensus, doesn't matter. I'm you know, I don't I don't think I disagree with that, that because if if the I guess the recruiting services, if they're going based off of your NFL prospects, they're doing it wrong, which is because, dumb. Yes, which is they, dumb. They, You're they, doing they, it wrong. And they, and they have met, admitted that's exactly how and what they're doing. And it also doesn't make any sense. They're not really, really doing it correctly because then they have way too many running backs ranked as five stars. I mean, it's just it's it's they say they're doing it one way, but actually do it a different way. While defending the other way, and none of it fucking makes sense. No, because if 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 we're going like earned five stars, um, you know Anthony Richardson's a, a, an earned five star, and Hendon Hooker isn't. Which 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 guy would you have rather had on Notre Dame the last two years? <laughs> Hendon Hooker. I've I've said this they, for two years. Like they could have won a natty with Hendon Hooker in twenty twenty one, right? My dude. I've wanted that hooker for the last oh, oh boy. <laughs> for such oh a long God, my... time. Yeah. I uh I mean he there's there's no really disputing whether or not, you know he's a five star or not if if that's your criteria. Yeah. 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 I I think the way I look at it is uh is far superior to the way twenty four seven looks at it. Let's say it. I'm gonna live by it. All right, first first review here tonight from Dynetastic. Five stars. The ace is a misguided face card. I played poker for professionally for four years, and I've played oh. consistently for the last 30 in casinos and card rooms across the country. There are people who call the ace a face card for sure. People who play cards call those people marks and take their oh, money. No. Oh, no. All seriousness, if you're playing in a casino at a table and someone says the ace is a face card, that's whose money you're leaving with. I personally guarantee it. People who don't know how to shuffle are all also think aces are face cards. You get the idea. 
It's people mm-hmm. who don't play outside their living rooms. Jude is mm-hmm. right, but that's not new. I don't keep score, <laughs> but he's right a lot, I feel like. <laughs> so My I'm going to put you like this. I'm not fucking stupid enough to go play poker for fucking money. It don't give a fuck if anyone does or doesn't. Period. The movie Rounders, trash. That entire fucking time period in the 2000s where everything was about fucking poker and fucking Texas Hole, fucking trash. The whole period was trash. If anyone brought it up, I fucking immediately left the room. You didn't, uh, you didn't go like. Fa- go fake being a Vegas all-star somewhere else. Not in front of me, son. I don't care. Find you another did. reason to drink and smoke a cigar. There are there are many of them out there, and they're a lot better than sitting around on your fat ass on a green table throwing out cards. You I just could, said uh, something about hookers. There's a there's one better reason. I mean, you could theoretically, if you if if you wanted to play blackjack too, and then and then say it, and then and then you're marked too, right? I'd rather go full Ohio and just play euchre. Well, me too. Turn up. Yeah, I'm. I then again, I'm not much of a, a casino person. Um, I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm too pragmatic. I, I don't. Hey, and I don't need I just, the uh, the casino for a sports book anymore. That's which true. Which is the only which is the only gambling I would ever do. That is true. You do not need the casino for a sports book, which was the the biggest part of of it. You have your phone at the ready. All right, but I thank you for the five star. I I'm can't very agree with I can't I can't agree with much of it, especially the part where Jude right a lot. Jude agrees with all of it. <laughs> of course, of course he does. We talked we were talking about sycophants before the show even started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, next one here from JD Irish zero zero five exclamation point four stars. Pettiness. Nah. All right. Which is which is on this show. I'm brave. We're usually cel- we're usually celebrated for our pettiness. If uh, if we had four adjectives that describe this show, would pettiness be one of them? <laughs> oh, it would be one and three. <laughs> uh, but th- this I was telling you guys before the show. I didn't read it to you, but this this one didn't didn't make a lot of sense to me. But we're we're gonna I'm gonna rattle this off. All right, you ready? Hit me with it. The pettiness. Against IB and Brian Driscoll is getting beyond unbearable, guys. I enjoyed the old days before the mentions were in y'all's mouths only a couple years ago. Jude's snarky backdoor jab of writing about what's told from coaches is really just enough already. I listen to every ND podcast available to us fans, and while at times I feel you are all five star all day long, the constant pettiness described makes me want to unsubscribe or leave a three star at best. So I'll go in the middle with a four and hope my comment can somewhat be taken serious without the normal. If I don't like it, then don't listen mindset typically fronted here because I do because I do truly like the three of you guys together and have been listening for many years. All beat reporters have their own style and it would be nice to just see you guys sit in the pocket y'all have created and not worry about others. The cursing is cringeworthy, but then the parental advisory warning on the new logo made me laugh, which is exactly the kind of example that sets you guys apart. When one side is always taking jabs while the other side has never said a single word of negativity speaks for itself. Go Irish. I will start here. 
Yeah, that's not true, but to, that's okay. to that la- to that last sentence. That is the biggest line of shit ever because that is not fucking true remotely. And to this, just to just to finish this all off, the only time that person or that site is mentioned on this fucking show is when someone leaves a review about it. End of story. Period. And you already know my fucking policy about reading reviews. I will read it word for word. We, it, I don't listen, read, uh, correspond. None of that shit goes on uh, with that site or that person. And it's fine. I don't, I don't, if you listen, read, write, worship, I don't care. But if someone leaves something in a review and I make a joke about it, I'm, I, I, I totally mean to offend you. I do totally mean to offend you. And that is it. I'd like to talk about the friends we made along the way instead of focusing on the the uh, perceived enemies. And one of those good friends is our good friend Greg Lemong from the uh, UHND pod. And uh, well, I can't, I, I can't think of better. T- I can't think of better tithing. Yeah. Hello, friends. Hello, Greg. Hey, My Greg. Boys. Hey, boys. How are you doing? How's it going? There's good. too much. There's too much rain going on right now, Greg, for you to successfully light my house of flames. So things are going great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what did I what did I walk into here? This is uh, it was it was what I told the boys before we recorded. Like, there's a review that maybe Greg doesn't want to hear just because of you know professional courtesy. Uh, even though you know this is the most professional podcast, and I am the most professional. Uh, site manager of a professional website. So, <laughs> just just to bring it, there was a, a reviewer who felt that the the I guess the beef. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's it's a smoldering beef. It's just sort of like offhand jabs. I don't think we're over the top with it. I don't, at least I don't think so. But just sort of just being a little dismissive of Irish breakdown and specifically exclusively um, Brian Driscoll. And they he's said, never uh, said a bad word about us. Right. He's never said a bad word about us. Even though all three of us got block just for making like, Hey, I don't think that this is a correct take. And then no, nope, yeah. not having that block. Right. So, uh, and, and Josh, uh, Oh no, Josh I was accused piece. of stealing. The, I was accused of, I was accused of stealing Tom Loy's, uh, work, even, though, <laughs> even though, uh, that definitely did not fucking happen. And <laughs> anyways, Anyway, so yeah, I, I, I have I have no comment for those comments. There you go. That's that's <laughs> that's the right answer, Greg. That's a fucking that's a beaut answer. That's a Greg answer right there. That's a big company <laughs> man answer. I love that about you. So, uh, so how how is things out there in uh, in L.A.? Things are things are uh, splendid, guys. The, 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 things are going really well. It's no longer raining uh, every other day, which is nice. Uh, it's been a long. It's been a long kind of, I guess. You fucking people, you cry about your droughts. Now, you're, now you're trying. And you know what's about funny too is I, I, I tell, I tell Amy all the time, like I don't. It, it doesn't matter how much it rains. They're always gonna tell us like our showers have to be two minutes long every single time. And <laughs> to, to me, it's like, look at I. It, it, it rained every, like every other day, literally for like a month. And it's like, is that not enough? Like, how much does it have to rain for it just to be like, okay? And I'm sure. I mean, I'm, shit. You guys even some, caught snow, right? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it was yeah. snow, hail. Uh, it, it's all. It was all of it. It was all of the. Uh, it was so, all of the, the precipitation, the spectrum. So May's gonna be like, uh, 
Oh, what like like in the Mummy Returns when they get to uh, uh, to Oman Ra, where the hell it was, and all of a sudden the Oasis just pops out of the desert. LA is yeah, just re- revitalized, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like um, in uh, Moana when the when Tafiti puts the hand on the on the the dark uh, thing. Why does that show keep green. getting brought up on this program? It's it's a fantastic movie. It's, it's a fantastic, fantastic movie. No. It's, it's crazy. Uh, for a long time. Uh, I mean, it's it's probably the best Disney movie. Of no, the, it is uh, not. No, it is century. not. Let's oh, lead it, the way, it, man. Encanto might uh, give it a run too. So uh, you know, you know, you know, basically anything Lin Manuel Miranda touches is gold. Wow, that is Tangled a big and a half right there. Tangled is the best one of all time. Period. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Like you, like you, you can't even top. You can't top Tangled. It's pretty good, but the no, the it's music, not pretty good. It's fucking great. The music is fantastic. And so, you got Mandy Moore sit, belting it out. Come on, <laughs> Mandy Moore. Am, am I allowed good? to include Pixar movies in, in my best? No, no, okay. that's not a Disney yeah. princess movie. It's not a Disney I mean, Disney movie. Yeah, right. Moana is considered Disney princess, right? Uh, yeah. Even though she is uh, not a princess, but then again, they invited um, Mulan to the princess table. She's not a princess. They invited Pocahontas. She's not a princess either. So, am I am I just talking about best princess Disney princess movies of the twenty first century, or am I talking about Disney? Disney movies? Disney movies. So, I think I like Coco better than I like uh, Moana. Friends, what do you think? Hmm. Um, that's fine. I, I don't. I don't have a. I don't have like a huge. I don't. I mean, if that, that's personal preference. I mean, I like. I like Brave better than Moana. Wow. Um, no, I don't. I don't think that's right. No. And Brave was great. I mean, Ratatouille was probably better than Moana. I like. So. I mean, I just, I just don't look at those in the same way, dude. Like, actually, both Brave is also uh, Pixar, and so is uh, Ratatouille. Both of those right, are Pixar. So right, but rejected. one, but Brave and and Moana can you can you can put those in the princess type of category. You can put Ratatouille in a princess fucking category. I mean, what is not Disney Pixar these days, right? Most um, of it, right? No, all the best movies. Disney Disney Pixar lost the throne. I mean, all the best stuff like um, Puss in Boots, Last Wish is the best animated film the last five years. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. Have you seen it? Hmm. Have you seen it? Have you seen this movie? You know, it's funny because my no, kid, I haven't. My kids no, are awesome. but I I skipped it, and now I'm now I'm thinking oh. I should not have done that. So you should not have done it. I mean, the it's um it's a, it was a soft reboot for the Shrek franchise. Uh, now they're giving Shrek five. It is not Shrek. Um, yeah, it's it's uh it's fun. the animation's top notch. I mean, the Illumination uh animation studio kind of over. I think Disney fell off the map in the last two three years with their last couple. Uh, and Kanto not standing. I did not, you know they're what? Busy, they're busy ruining Star Wars right now. I did not love Lightyear. Lightyear wasn't great. Um, seeing Red wasn't great. Strange Here, World wasn't great. Here's here's the thing about Lightyear that I don't get. Are you trying to convince me that Andy saw Lightyear and was so jazzed about Lightyear that he went out and, and cr- bought all those toys? I do not believe that. Lightyear was the boringest movie for a kid. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I guess I yeah, I don't I don't understand uh how Lightyear factored into the the whole they they had, they had an issue doing uh, explaining how that factored into Toy Story. Um I'm not sure kids are really excited about you know, time travel um 
uh, you know, a soft uh, interstellar, right? It was basically just he was interstellaring it. <laughs> soft interstellar. I love it. I love it. Hmm. Greg, were you subjected to light year? I was not. No. Oh, okay. You dodged one. Neither was I. Nope. Neither was I. And yeah, now, I don't. I, don't I, I generally don't like spinoffs like that. That's not. That's not for me. Yeah, I. Uh, I decided I don't like any reboots or, uh, um, you know, remakes or reimaginings. Yeah. It's got to have. It's got to be, you know, linear. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't need it. They're just. I don't know. I, I sort of who they're, they're 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 not for the fan that was they're for the fan that they hope to to bring on in, but they're just going to get ridiculed by me because it's not the real thing, and this is what old people say. Though, you know what I do think needs a reboot. I think the 2023 Notre Dame schedule needs a reboot. <laughs> oh, what a fucking segue! That was really good. I'm impressed. That is. And what do, you, what do you think, boys? You want to do a reboot? Let's go. Oh, I absolutely do. This is why we are here tonight. Um, I uh, and this is not a debate. We're not going to have Brendan. You wasted my time the other day jumping in and out of the sh- out of the DMs. I don't like Notre Dame's schedule in 2023. I don't care what you think about it. I'm fucking done with the ACC. Like I've just I've done seeing it all over the plastered all over the map. And when you throw in a Navy and FCS uh, and all that, it just uh, it just got me thinking, like, I would just rather blow it up and start over. Uh, but it's a it's a hard thing, like, just to, like, from a, take a blank sheet of paper and create a Notre Dame schedule. And you either create the hardest fucking schedule known to man or just some just some very light walking. Uh, so. I wanted to recreate Notre Dame's 2023 football schedule. And the best way I could think about doing it was it's draft season, boys. So tonight, the four of us are going to draft our three teams off of the 12 game schedule. And we're going to have to replace said team with either with a school that has the same school colors or the same mascot. I love this. But also. comes a little twist. Slight twist, not an M. Night Shyamalan twist, more like a Steven Spielberg in his prime twist. I don't know. Uh, I want you to tell me why you chose the team that you chose and not just because of the team that you're going to plan on picking on for it. Yes. Like, why would you not want to tell me why you don't want this team on the schedule? Okay. I love this. I love everything about it and I'm ready for it. So, because Greg is our guest, we will allow Greg to go first, and then, uh, and what we're going to do is we're just going to draft the team that we're, so we're going to draft the team that we're, we're taking out, and then you're going to tell me why you don't want them on the schedule, and we'll, we'll, we'll just go through this uh, draft-wise, and then we will, re- we will reinsert our new teams after all, after all teams have been drafted out. And the team that you draft out, the team that you replace them with, that's in the same spot. So also like, like home away, home away and, uh, and time of year is, is, uh, is of the importance as well. So, okay. All right. We all, 
well down with what that is. So Greg, yeah. as our guest, you will go first. And we do and we, we do go, a snake. No, not snake. Just straight, we'll do we'll do uh, straight up, like back to back to Greg. Uh, so then we'll go Greg, and then youth to beauty. So Brendan, Jude, and then uh, myself. <laughs> All right, I have a question. Is are like approximate colors? Is that acceptable? I was gonna ask uh, question too. I hope so. So. Ye- so yellow is not gold. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. But, but I mean, some, if, if your colors are like, let's say your colors are blue and white, unless it specifically says powder blue, well, I think all yeah. the blues. Yeah, like a royal blue and a navy blue, I it can be allowed. Um, but we'll be we'll all be the judge of that. Okay. Well, we'll I'll, so to, I'll, it'll come up on the first one for me, and then we can decide. Yeah. Right, well, gonna, go for it. Okay, we ready? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're ready. Yep, great. Greg, take nope. your team out. Okay, okay. Stanford's off the schedule. Don't want it. Uh, <laughs> go away. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't like. I don't why? like going to Palo Alto. I, I don't like. They they have. When Notre Dame lost to them, it was like they're they're a terrible team. That's not good. You have used up your utility. You, you we don't no, Notre Dame doesn't gain anything from playing them anymore. It's it's a it's a negative thing. It's not a positive thing, and I don't ever really see that changing. They're, they are not – they are a team that is not going to um, ever adjust to the NIL era, and because of that, they're never going to be good. You're never going to be able to compete. You're going to be in a defunct conference as it is anyway, right? They're still in the Pac-12. That's going away. USC and UCLA are leaving, so they, they don't – they're not going to matter. Like their national relevancy is basically gone. It's bottomed out. Yeah. And it's Especially been bottoming consider- out the last few years too, right? I yes. mean this is, this yes. is something that's been this, in This the- went from an actual rival – which I would consider at least a little R with a, with a tendency of a big R just because of the, uh, the implications of the, the game is, has brought about it's about the to like fucking to a nothingness. Yeah. It's got a trophy. That's the only, it's just only saving grace. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a chug chore. liquids out of the trophy. It's a chore. Don't want to do it. And so. And so you were leaving out. that trophy behind, by the way, I'm leaving so the were, trophy behind. Don't want it. You are leaving the Stanford series on a, on a L. We're all set. And you know what? Leave it on the L because you know what? It makes it easier for them to do it. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know what? You got the upper hand. That's good. Go away. Okay. Okay. I will always have the uh, Kathleen Kiefer uh, p- portrait of the trophy, though, with the little little bit of Gatorade in it. We will have it. I'm, and you know what? It's, that it's above my like desk it, right now as we speak. Yeah. That trophy Great. felt like it was Brian Kelly's trophy anyway. So, yeah. you know what? And, 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 we're, and we're cleansing it. And it's a, it's a full cleansing. Yeah. And so, in replacement... Notre Dame goes to no, a no, lot no, of places. No, 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 no. Can't can't replace yet. We're no. so so Josh wants to do I can't replace. Ready. Not we're yet. All the way through. We are we are pulling out all the teams and then we replace. Oh. Do I get to replace? Yeah. Yes, you get to replace. Okay, okay. All right. Your, right, your own fine. team. No problem. Although no problem. although the extra twist would be someone else has to replace it. <laughs> uh but uh, which would be more fun, but I should have thought of that beforehand. I would have actually done that. But no, you will replace your own team. Okay. We were going to pull out all teams first. Got and it. Then- all right. No all problem. right, turn. We're good. Um, I'm replacing Clemson. Ooh. Okay. Uh, my rationale for replacing Clemson is sort of in line with Josh's. I'm purging the uh, – my, my plan is to purge the ACC from the schedule. <laughs> And at this point right now, and, and here's my, and here's my reasoning. It's, uh, it, they'll get a, re- Notre Dame will get a replacement. Uh, 
But when I look at Notre Dame's schedule and I, and I look at Notre Dame's schedule this year, Notre Dame does more for Clemson being on Clemson's schedule than Clemson does for Notre Dame. That is right? absolutely 100% fact. Like Notre Dame would serve as their marquee. Um, you know, maybe we'll Florida, Florida State. Florida, we'll see State. What Florida State does. Um, maybe Florida State, but they can beat Notre Dame and lose to Florida State and sneak into the playoff potentially, right? That's something that could could definitely happen. But if Notre Dame's not on the schedule, that's not happening. You lose to Florida State and your season's over as far as, you know, playoff postseason. So I'm removing Clemson from this schedule. I have bigger fish to fry. Strong choice. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to start the ACC purge, and we're going to go with the biggest one because if we're going to do this, um, you just got to pull the Band-Aid off, man. So I'm in, I'm going to stay incredibly on ban, on brand for the earned five star podcast, and of course remove Navy from the schedule. Okay. Um, for Damn those it, Jude. for those who've literally just tuned in 15 seconds ago to this podcast, um, you don't know of our long and varied uh, uh, rants about Navy and and the reason for keeping Navy on the schedule being uh, thin gruel. Um, I don't believe that there's any benefits to playing Navy in Dublin or on a train with green eggs and ham. Um, I just, I don't see the value of it in 2023. I am going to get people who are upset. Um, I don't, I just want to let you know, I love you all, but I don't care if you want to keep Navy. Um, and, and I'm willing to offer you a compromise, which is that we play Navy one every four years. And I'm also willing to play us, a uh, second compromise, which is that we place two service academies in an in individual's four-year uh, tenure. But playing Navy every year is a wasted slot, and I do not stand for this st- stupidness. So I'm taking Navy off the schedule. The only thing more on brand than uh, than this podcast uh, dropping Navy is Jude still in my choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset because I was going to take them off, and you guys. And the entire reason, and the off. entire reason this whole schedule uh, draft exists is because of that one game. I was very, very excited that that Brendan took Clemson because I thought for sure he would take Navy. So uh, I, the reason the whole I fucking rolls against me. It's very difficult to re- who you're replacing Navy with is part of my problem with Navy. Okay, all right. I, I think I, I so think I was gonna. I, I'm excited. I was gonna replace him with a high school team. I was getting nervous when he started talking about that. Like, damn it! Uh, but point made. That uh, of all the teams on here, that should be the first one to go. Uh, so bravo to you, Jude, for recognizing that. Um. You know what? I am going. This kind of threw me off. This threw my whole uh, plan off uh, that I put together. I'm gonna go ahead and take fucking Duke off because, mm-hmm. like Brendan, I am fuck you ACC all the way. Uh, I don't want to see an ACC game on the schedule ever again. Um, and that's it, man. I I don't care about Duke. There is nothing about the Duke game. Nothing. There's, I don't give a fuck about Mike Elko. There is nothing about this game that seems interesting to me. It's at Wallace Wade Stadium, so expect another ACC Network broadcast. I mean, I just, I, there is nothing about this game that interests me. I'm good. I'm good with, I'm good with that. that. I'm good with that. I have no, uh, 
You want to hear an argument for me? <laughs> Get him out of here. Uh, all right, uh, Greg, you were second selection, sir. All right, second selection. Let, let's. I, I'm I'm with you guys on the ACC. Uh, Pittsburgh, Pat Narduzzi, you're gone. Don't want it. Go away. It has to go. Uh, that's, has that's to. the best part of this whole schedule. Is the <laughs> fact that we got a, we got a villain like Narduzzi on there. But it has to go. It has it to does. go. It, it does have to, to go. Because you know what? Like, I, it, it, it's it's despite it's despite Phil, really, is what it is. It's because it's like, you know what, man? You you, you, you chased is, it. You're not going to give him a second senior day no, at Notre no, Dame Stadium? No more senior days. You're done with your senior days. I'm here for it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not senior day. It's not senior it's day not this senior year. Day. That's, no, no, no. Wake is senior day. But you're not going to give him another one? Yeah. There, he's done. Thanks. Thanks for everything. Okay, we're not doing that. It's over. I don't. I don't want it. You. 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 You had your chance. You didn't play last year, and then you did the Instagram posts. So that's no good. I don't want. I don't want to be a part of that. So he's gone. I don't want Pat Narduzzi coming to Notre Dame Stadium. I don't want that. And so that's not going to happen. It's not going to okay. happen. It's the one thing I'm looking forward to this season. Is Pat Narduzzi in Notre Dame Stadium? <laughs> Which <laughs> I mean, I really am. Uh, but it had to go. It had, had to, go. to go. Get him out of here. The Not replacement. Here. The replacement is what I'm most happy about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that, I think I we'll get to that. Brendan. Yeah. Tennessee State. Your next selection. I'm sorry. I'm an awful person. That's no, that's such a quality pick. I I'd love I love this, Brendan. Go uh, Tennessee State's out of here. It's gone. FCS, man. Come FCS. On. Yeah. FCS. Yeah. Look, I I've I, I like the reasoning they gave about the HBCUs. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but it's still an FCS opponent. I mean, just looking at it from a football standpoint, I don't care. This does not interest me. Uh, this is actually the one-year anniversary of them announcing the Tennessee State game, I believe. So oh, Look at that. Look at that. So uh, Tennessee State is a great uh, choice, and I would have picked it if Brendan didn't. But uh, now I'm going to fire up those chips and uh, take Central Michigan off the off the schedule. Adios, chips. So I uh, <laughs> the Mac the Mac game has been <laughs> a house of horrors. Uh, it, it, you know, it really has been. Other than um, Miami of Ohio, Western, right. um, what else? Uh, Toledo was awful. Uh, was, obvious. Not, was not my favorite. <laughs> not, not my favorite. favorite. That was the worst game to get to. I got, I got to tell you, the, whoever thought of construction on 80, 90, oh, God. Uh, right, right that week when Notre Dame's playing their home opener against the team who lives on 80, 90 was the single worst decision uh, of the history of that turnpike. It was fucking awful. Never. Should traffic be that rough to get to Notre Dame Stadium for the Toledo game? Ridiculous. Brendan, you remember how bad that was? Uh, yeah, it took me uh, <laughs> it took God. me a solid forty-five minutes to an hour longer to get to get to the game. Well, I the was just talking. The traffic must have cleared when Daquan Finn saw uh, daylight to the end zone and decided <laughs> to go for it instead of uh, <laughs> slide and win the game. Uh, good, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Uh, all right. So to me, um, you know what? I am going to fucking boot Louisville from the schedule. Uh, first of all, 
This is a game that's played in LNN Stadium, formerly known as Papa John Stadium. <laughs> I uh, I went to I was at that game in 2019, and was just like shocked at how empty it was, and it was a stadium record, I think. And I'm like, you had a fucking Heisman winner here, and this is the biggest crowd you can muster, seriously. Uh, like, what are we even doing here? Uh, and then Ian Book broke a, uh, a Lady Bird's nose. Uh, it was <laughs> it was wild. Uh, but uh, I just I don't know. I have a I just, I just don't like Louisville. Fucking don't at all. I don't like basketball. I don't like football. I don't, I don't like the city. Josh Rick Pitino? Uh, Do you like Josh, Rick Pitino? Well, you just raised a very good question. Greg had 45 minutes with our good friend Ian Book the other day. Asked him a lot of great questions. One A-plus top-notch interview. But what, where were the questions about breaking the ladybird's nose? Greg, why did you, uh, <laughs> why why did you, you ask that? <laughs> Greg you would not be that, that, that was not top himself. of mind, unfortunately. Oh, my not. gosh. I, you know what? Top of ours. I can, pre- I can tell you about that. Whether or not Notre Dame winner post-style offense. I mean, who wants to know that over the Lady Bird incident? I'm going to guess. Do you think her nose bled more than Ian Book's um, uh, kidney into the toilet at halftime? <laughs> That football game against the Northwestern. Uh, I mean, from the sounds of it, it might have been less than, unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately for Ian Book. That uh, I gotta remember that hit as clear as day too. Like it's just like it it never looked good from the jump. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, sir, your third and final pick. Yeah, is your third and final pick of the draft. Okay. Okay. Let's get let's get the ACC completely out. Wake Forest, go away. Oh, good for you. Go that away. My pick. Call an audible. Yeah, I got to call an audible. Just, gotta, just, that Wake was my is, next pick. <laughs> yeah, Wake is just uh, Wake is um, it means nothing. And honestly, I I don't want the uh, the Sam Hartman uh, revenge game juju stuff. I don't want that. No. I don't want that for Sam. I I don't want him to have to feel any kind of way. You well, know. Thankfully, it's not emotions. at Wake though. Thankfully That's it's not true, at but 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 and and also the replacement is uh is that it, it'll fit nicely that it's at Notre okay. Dame and all that stuff. So that's okay. that's what I'm going with. Okay. Oh, this is easy for me then. Um, with Wake off the board, I'm taking NC State. They're up. Yeah, I don't know. If there's much more to say about that, right? We're just eliminating ACC teams. Yeah, I think at this point it's 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 about getting rid of the uh, the ACC, and it, and for me it's it's more about who I plan on getting to replace them with. I think that it's very juicy uh, the replacement for them, and we'll see if that ends up getting stolen because I think it's possible that that my replacement for them could get stolen. So I basically have a choice between USC and Ohio State. Isn't that correct? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. So between those twos, fuck Caleb Williams. I'm not giving him another platform to do his little thing and have people just literally, uh, jizz their pants about how great he is at his capability. So let's take USC off the schedule. Jude, I am very excited to see which team that has USC's colors or <laughs> which is a single name. reason why I wouldn't take them. Uh, <laughs> The mascot name would be I I I would take that one over sort the Sort of color. easy. But the colors is I think we're going to back Jude into a actually no there's there's some pettiness Jude can play with this. I'm excited. I want to see what Jude does. 
so that that leaves uh, Mr. Irrelevant to me, which is the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah. Is there another Buckeye in uh, another Buckeye mascot out there? I'm not uh, aware of. Uh, hard, to, hard to think. There's, a, I'm not even sure how many high schools in the, in the state of Ohio have the Buckeye nickname. I, there, were, I don't recall of any I know off the top of my head. I know a lot of high schools in in Ohio, and I don't, I can't think of one that has Buckeyes as their uh, mascot. I mean, how dare you? If you did, yeah, how dare you? How dare you? Oh shit! All right. So now comes the portion of the draft where we start back at where we were. And, and we, we got to start – and we're going down the season. So your draft order doesn't mean shit now. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. This is interesting. Um, well, actually, this kind of might help me. All right. Let's do this. So I got to go first then, right, because I picked Navy? Yeah. Okay, so this is where I need some I need a little bit of help here because I mean obviously there's no midshipman colleges, right? Uh, you are if putting I, the if I put 2006 the, Pitt Panthers back on the schedule because <laughs> the same color if, scheme. <laughs> if, I, uh, if I picked something with a ram, then I'm basically deciding between UNC and URI, right? Um I'm not sure that either one of those really fits. So, yeah. Am I going to get away with putting Michigan on the schedule? No. Not Navy Blue. No. The, I think the, it's the gold that gets you. Maize and gold are not. Maize and gold are not. That's what makes right. so tough. I, didn't, uh, I don't even think I put one for Navy. Uh, how about UCLA? Can I get away with UCLA? No. Jesus no, they're, they're, Christ. Their baby okay. blue is, is, is too too distinct. But do they ever I, do I, the San, do they ever do the San Diego Charger thing where they don't do the baby blue? Do they have a do they have a version of their uniform where they don't do baby blue? No. Greg, I don't. Think so. I don't did, think what so. about when they wore those black unis? Uh, that would never count. That's that. <laughs> does Does Murray State have a football team? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, you have you have a pick of Florida International and Akron. Oh, for real? Okay. All right. Well, that's actually kind of um, that's actually kind of weirdly fun. Um, boy, FIU. It's the first game. Of, it's the first game of the season, June. Are I they mean, still, so you got, is FIU still employing Bush Davis? <laughs> oh shit! I think they are. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I see, here's love, the thing. Here's a fun thing too, Jude. I love me some Butch. The game. The game against Navy is in Ireland. Yes. But it's a home game. Right. It's an international game, right? Right. But you can actually bring this on back to South Bend and play Florida International, and it's still be an international game. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the whole fucking reasoning I had of taking when I was going to take Navy. That checks out, I think. I love it. I love it. So, uh, yeah, let's let's open the season with uh, with Florida International, not unfortunately coached by uh, Butch Davis anymore. But who is their uh, coach now? Uh, let's see. Just keep Good it old Schnellenbacher the this third. Is the same, this is this. No, he was Florida Atlantic. Uh, this is the same FIU program that got into a brawl with Miami. Oh, Mike McIntyre is beat, the coach. I beat the shit out of him. Mike McIntyre is the coach of FIU these days. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, 
FIU is a former employer of Al Golden, is it not? Who the fuck is it? I, I thought so. Didn't he do an FIU stint? Or am I completely making that up? No, made that up. Damn yeah, it. I, said, I mean, it sounded right, but only, but I think that was just because he was at Miami. <laughs> it yeah. sounded right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, look, I don't, I don't have a good reason uh, to pick FIU except to say that. Season opener. It's fuck a, it's maybe, a, now and forever. Yes, exactly. It's uh, an every, FBS program. Everyone deserves a tune-up game. Um, playing anybody in Ireland is a waste of time and energy. And yep. And so I'm bringing this game back to South Bend and let's, let's open up with Florida international who would definitely play us in September. I would love the, would love the yeah. uh, opportunity. I mean, they would play us anytime. I think yeah, if we of just course. paid them. That's a buy game right there. So. Just like Cincinnati. They just, they just want a chance of the, they just want an opportunity. I know that there's people out there clutching their pearls now and saying you took Navy off the schedule so that you could play FIU. And I, and I, and absolutely. Just, absolutely. And people, I say you're goddamn right. <laughs> you're goddamn Cause right. you could have a real, you could have a regular practice that week. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Get you ready for the season. And again, beating Navy does nothing for you. It will be the same as beating FIU. It's a tune-up but at least, you, but, at, but at least you get to practice your same shit. At least you get to play a team you've never played before, which is kind of fun, too. So there's a little novelty there, right? I'm with you, Jude. Remember, this was <laughs> this was my whole plan. You'll never have more support for me in anything on this podcast, more than I have of you replacing Navy with FIU. Perfect. Congratulations. Thanks. All right, uh, who's got Tennessee? Brendan, who are you yeah. to Tennessee State with? There's only one choice, and there's only one selection in this particular instance. Uh, and we're carrying on the train of having never played. And I am replacing wow. Tennessee State Tigers with, with Auburn. Auburn, Tiger, yeah. Auburn Tigers. Mm. Had to do it, right? Of course. I mean, that you had to. I mean, it's the Battle of Under Armour. Yeah. It's the Under Armour Bowl, the two most prestigious Under Armour brands. Um, sorry, Maryland. Uh, duking it out. And they have to come up north, which, I mean, obviously would mean the stadium is a sea of, um, you know, blue and orange, right? <laughs> there's a there's a 0% chance. That now, that would, that, that does that State have any orange in there, in their uh, uniform? Does he see? Tennessee yeah, State, I think, I think they do. They're red and blue. No, red, red and blue and white. They're well, they're blue and white with a smattering of red. Okay. Like you could have, like you could have done SMU here. Uh, yeah, I could have done them. I also could have grabbed Air Force if I wanted to. Um, yeah. I thought about it, but I, I grabbed Auburn just because uh, I, I was thinking about Air Force, but I was like, I'm not going to replace Tennessee State with Air Force after we just got rid of a triple option team. Oh, I so, would. I will. Uh, <laughs> uh, if my plan was is if I had gotten Wake, I would have put in both Air Force and Army just despite the loss of Navy, and we'll play every service academy. But Navy. I love you. I love you. But uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Auburn here. Um, okay. Plus, anytime you get to play the SEC, you get some bragging rights by beating them, and you'll you'll beat Auburn, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at home. At home. Yeah. I've yeah. been begging for an Auburn appearance on the schedule for years. I, I like this pick. Yeah. I like this pick. Yep. Uh, Brendan, you get to go again, NC state. Yeah, this is this one. I'm very excited for It's uh, my second favorite one. Uh, obviously my Clemson one is gonna be my favorite, but this is my second favorite one because I get to take a red and black school and find another red and black school out there, or I guess a wolf pack. I guess I can, uh, Nevada. No, no, no. Um, Dude, this is the 
This is the buyout bowl. We're putting Utah on the schedule, boys. Oh, oh. we got the buyout. Oh, was not expecting the Utes in the house again. Oh, no, this is going out to Utah. Yeah, even head to the mountains. So that's a road game I like to go to. I mean, this would be a a bucket trip road game. Um, Oh, God. I mean, you're going out to the mountains, which is which is always a good time. Pack your, um, pack your full flavor booze. It's tough to, it's tough to win in the mat, but I mean, the quarterback matchup would be very intriguing. Um, obviously the coaching dynamics would be very fun. I think Notre Dame would have a lot to play for. Um, I do love the pettiness of that. We refuse to play BYU and Provo. <laughs> we will gladly. Go. <laughs> mm, that is juicy. That is juicy. <laughs> to play Utah. I have to say too, like we, our family went on a trip, I guess it was last year sometime. Uh, to Utah, to my 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 wife. She has, <laughs> my wife. She has a. So you know, that's how you know I listen to the pods. Um. So oh, I thought you just she, did it as normal. No, no, no. She uh, <laughs> she um, she has a friend who lives out there, like very close to uh the University of Utah, and we we drove by there and we looked at the campus, and when I saw it, I thought I cannot believe this school is not a bigger thing. It's a, it's amazing. Like their their it's stadium impressive. looks awesome. The the facilities look great. The school looks great. Man, it, it is like it would be a great time. Like seriously, uh, it would be like people should if if they were on the schedule and the, the schedule we're making, it people should go to that game. It, it's uh it's quite a sight. Awesome. Is there a rainstorm happening somewhere? Yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a rainstorm happening outside for me. Oh, so maybe it was you? I don't know. Hey, speaking of that, if you pull up uh, the like the Doppler radar on like the Weather Channel app or whatever, just about any time of day, there is a massive thunderstorm going on in Germany. I shit you not. Just letting you know. Next up, uh, we're B.O. It's, it's me. Junior. So um, I love this for a lot of reasons. Um I love playing Big Ten schools. I love the hockey rivalry uh, that we've mm. adopted because of the Big Ten, um, the affiliation with the Big Ten. We have not played this team since 1938. And, of course, I am speaking about our good friends, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Welcome to South Bend. Uh, can't wait to see Goldie and all of the great home field apparel. Row uh, the boat. And and, and uh, Ski Uma and all, all that. So, uh, I uh, – I think it's one of the be- one of the best home overdue. field collections still. We're long overdue for uh, for a Minnesota football game, and uh, I can't wait to put them back on the schedule. So, do you, do you uh, think also, you Lou are Holtz less ties to this? Lou Holtz. Well, I mean, the biggest tie of all is the Matt Fortuna tie. Or well, or oh, I was going to say uh, I was going to say Bernie uh, Bernie Bierman. Bernie Bierman is lo- longly uh, long considered by true people who have. Uh, research this to be the originator of the play like a champion today motto that, that, uh, uh, Bud Wilkinson stole. Uh, he was a, he was an assistant of Bernie Bierman's at, uh, I believe Minnesota and he moved it to, he moved it and popularized it at Oklahoma. And then Lou Holtz, of course, uh, thought he saw Do you it think that's where Lou Holtz somewhere. first got the original idea was up in Minnesota, but knew that it would be a joke to put that sign up in a Minnesota locker room. 
I mean, his story definitely does not add up about the book he found in the Hesburg library that no, 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 no. locate since, but look, I, I think it's probably most likely that he was watching the, was it the orange bowl, uh, the year before he was hired and they, they have a very famous shot of the Oklahoma guy slapping the play like a champion today, uh, sign on their way out. Um, but whatever it is, what it is. I think Minnesota couldn't get away with that in 2000 and 2022, 2023. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would be instantly called out on, on, on Twitter. My, my only regret is that this game's played September 16th. So a little too early to get actually bring the hockey team in and do a, a twofer. Um, but, uh, I, uh, welcome the schedule, Minnesota. Yeah. I, I support that. Matt Freeman would be delighted. He loves PJ Fleck. Row the boat, loves it. Uh, loves no, no, I have he the opposite feelings it. about him. He, I, don't, I don't know what it is. He just likes Compl- him. I don't know. I mean, I love sticks as much as I, more than the, more than most. Like a, a good solid stick is. You're big is, stick uh, guy. I'm a big stick guy. Uh, but no, no, that one. It's all you have. Uh, all right. So now we're uh, we're staying staying at Notre Dame Stadium Saturday, September 23rd in place of the Ohio State Buckeyes. There really only is one other red and silver team out there, although Utah could have been used as they've used silver. Yeah. And I guess well, they, they do red and black, too. So I guess I, I got to I have to I have to decide how tough do we want the schedule? Do I put Georgia here or do I put UNLV here? You put Troy. That, no, that doesn't match up. They're red and they're red and silver, right? Not not really that red though. They're more like a South Carolina, like a garnet. Plus, I get to use Troy possibly for my year. <laughs> yeah, right? that is true. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, gotta keep that around. So that is my dilemma. Like we're at, right now, we are sitting at Florida International, Auburn, Utah, Minnesota. Not exactly death row. So that's a solid start to a season. Do I crank up the juice and keep it, uh, keep it that way? Cause I have something else in mind for Duke as well. I guess I got two games in a row here. So I guess, Hmm. You know what? Fuck it. I am going to put Georgia here. <laughs> brutal. For one reason. only. I mean, I'm not going to, this is brutal. <laughs> this is so it is brutal. Absolutely, this is absolutely brutal. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll make up for it with Duke. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> they're fans they're fa- during the national anthem. He promised it would get better, but it never did. <laughs> they're listen. Georgia's fan base was lovely in South Bend. Look, I'm not, I'm not a big uh, defender of, of, of the uh, invasions to South Bend, but I've said over and over again, like this is why this happened with Georgia because they finally got them out of the fucking Southeast. They have great fans. They finally, you know, rewarded their fans with a, with a worthy trip. Uh, and they were making it. Um, the Braves played in, in Wrigley the night before. Uh, but every Georgia fan I came across uh, that day was just cool. They were so fucking happy to be there. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of like post win trash talking either. I mean, it was like, they were really fucking happy about being up there and the way that they were treated. 
which means that there was like letters and editorials out. Like, listen, when Notre Dame comes down here, none of this fucking fish eater shit. All right. Treat them with some respect. And by and large, the Notre Dame fans that I talked to that went down to Athens uh, as uh, Georgia did not was not kind enough to allow me press credentials. Fuckers. Um, enjoyed their time there as well. So it was it was a it was a nice two game series. I'd like to see it returned. And we're fucking listen, we're either gonna be champions or we're not. And Georgia it is. I mean, it, it, the, you know, you, we gotta avenge the the Michael Mayer situation. I mean, we owe it to to Michael Mayer to avenge Wait, this his. is the, this is the dumbest position debate I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> and, and I'm not talking about Brock Bowers. I know this whole thing about, are you fucking kidding me? Anytime the only, the best thing you can say about someone is their upside is the best thing you can say. That is not a first round draft pick. This is a, uh, uh. too much talk in the combine measurables that is just the dumbest shit. All right. Next up is me replacing Duke. Now, I really, 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 really wanted to put Penn State here to kind of transition the from ACC model to Big Ten model. Um, but I just don't know if, if we were going to live uh, if we have to play Georgia and then go to Happy Valley. That just seems tough. Right? Mm-hmm. James Franklin is not a good coach, but it's still a pretty good team. No, yeah, not ideal. Not ideal for sure. And Happy Valley is definitely not a place, uh, not a warm, fuzzy place to go to to play either. So blue and white teams, there's there's a handful of them. <laughs> there's really only one choice for me, boys, and that is the Air Force Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> and, the option to back and, and it is listen, it is the academy team that we will go play at their house. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> can I can I just can I put my hand up for a second? Of course. Do you do you do you want to play Minnesota, then Georgia, <laughs> then fly the boys to Colorado Springs to defend the option? Those who does. Those who stay will be champions, Greg. He's a menace. <laughs> <laughs> Those who stay. Okay. All right. I mean, look, that's great. It's a great I do thing. I do love that that we're putting this schedule together right after Jack pontificates about how much students are off campus and we have them flying around the country. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, it's, I, it's not. It's still not. Listen, it's still not as bad. Anybody as that bullshit he laid yeah. on us in 2018. No, I, I don't ever hear Jack talk about that. Yeah, Jude, Jude saved us. I, yeah, Jude I saved you thousands of miles. Fuck yeah, we're good. We got, we got, we got miles got of fucking this. spare, man. We got this. Yeah, we got plenty. We can go to California three times, uh, which is not ideal. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, Air Force, man. Fuck it. A blue and white team. We'll go out there and play them. So right now we are six games. We are halfway through the schedule. And which originally was Navy in, in Ireland, Tennessee State at home, at NC State, Central Michigan at home, Ohio State at home, and at Duke. 
And we've replaced that with Florida International at home, Auburn at home, Utah at Utah, Minnesota at home, Georgia at home, and <laughs> Air Force on the road. This is we're better. Great schedule. Great fucking I gotta schedule. Tell you, it's it's not gonna get it's not gonna get worse, boys. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm bringing up the rear here, and yeah, I'm, I'm fired Greg, up. Greg Greg controls the entire uh, November narrative, uh, pretty much. Like going into November, and then two November games. You're yeah, you got. It. Uh, all right, so next, shit, Louisville. That's me. I took three in. A, I did take the three in a row. Red and white team. Away game. Oh, this is easy. This is entirely easy. I love home field apparel. Let's go have a party with them down in Bloomington to play the Indiana Hoosiers. Mm, wow. <laughs> That's good. It I is, it is a it. road game without a whole lot of travel. It's a in-state team that you should be playing more often. It's a program that you can beat. Um, it's just – and it's still, it's a, it's a, it's a name. It's a better fucking, it's a better team to play than Louisville. I ain't going to lie. I don't even give a shit which team's better, uh, but it's just a better team to play. And Bloomington as a, as far as a location to go to, to watch a game is fantastic. It's also the first place I've ever, first college football game I ever went to was uh, IU and Michigan state uh, down in Bloomington. It's a, it's a just, and it, the stadium's even way, way better than it was then. Um, it's just a good place to go. Bloomington's a great college town. The schedule is on fire, guys. Fuck, we could we can take that spot. I'm I'm in, I love the IU pick. I love that. I'm so, next, right? Yeah, I, I love that you just didn't put like another another murderer on there too, though. And it's a good enough. It's this is the kind of like middling. I mean, I wouldn't really call Indiana middling a Big Ten. I mean, they kind of are, I right? Would. Yeah, other no, they than are. Uh, nine win Indiana. Um, in the yeah. COVID season, they are middling, but, um, I mean, it's, it's not like you're, you're, you're throwing a total white flag on the game. Right. So right. I, I like that yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of teams that are, were good during the COVID year and, uh, seemingly fall off the map, I believe that we need to, uh, bring our treasured friend matt campbell there it is South Bend. there it is i, I knew it i knew to, it uh, hey. to bring his four and eight fucking iowa state cyclones for a regular season game uh and and give us a give us a easy week and this murders row front half of a schedule uh that we're hopefully uh where we, we you play know what, actual though? name we, play we needed to touch we needed to touch the big 12 yeah and you, and we, so we have done that so it checks a lot of boxes yeah, and yeah. uh Welcome, Matt. This is the closest you'll ever get to that uh, Notre Dame job. Coach Cinco found a way to get to eight. It just wasn't in the win column. <laughs> 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 All right. Fantastic. All right. Uh, we are we're finally to a uh, to a Greg pick. Here we go. All right. So had the, had, had the bye week. We'll keep the bye weeks the same. Keep the bye weeks the same, and you know what? We we the, the Notre Dame has just gone through Georgia. If I have this right, I have uh, Georgia. We've got what was the Duke one? Uh, Duke was Air Force though. Duke was Air Force. Okay, so Georgia it was gonna Air be, Force. It was going to be Penn State, but I that's decided the, after after the Georgia game, maybe that 
wasn't the smart play. Right. So uh, Georgia, uh, Air Force, Indiana, and Matt Campbell, the fighting Matt Campbells of Iowa State. So those are power five teams, right, uh, with the exception of Air Force. But that's tough. So we got we got to settle it's down the best academy. a little bit. Yeah, the best academy. We got to settle down a little bit. Okay, coming out of the bye because we got some big games coming up. Let me tell you. So um, Pittsburgh, blue and yellow. Hmm. Where are we going to go with there? Now you got to go got to buy a week beforehand. Got to buy a week beforehand. Don't need to buy. Uh, where I'm, I am not. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to use the buy for this situation. We got to settle down. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna go into the buy, and we're gonna go with San Jose State in this spot. Okay. <laughs> we, have to oh. play, we, have, we have to play. We have to play a California team. We this was California not team. the direction I thought you were gonna go. I, I no. l- like this. I like. Not this. even no. remotely the direction I thought you were gonna go. We got. We got to settle down. Okay. We got to build in some some momentum here coming out of the buy. And plus, we got to gear up for the, the the last stretch of the year in November as well. So uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go with San Jose State in this spot. And and I hope it gets announced. Like, I wish it would because it's like Pat Narduzzi. Like, you're replacing my beloved Pitt Panthers with San Jose State Spartans. How dare you? Um, so that's yeah, what I want to do. I'm here for that, too. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what we're going with. I'm so fired I, up about my last two. I'll, be, I'll say it. I thought you were going Michigan here. And I thought no, the jab no, no. to the bye week was, was the 2019 fiasco. Bye week. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay. No. No. I don't know. That, no, that's good. Brendan. Back on it. How many orange teams we got, Chief? No. Tell it's not orange. It's not orange, man. Tigers. This is, oh. this, it was, this was my number one pick. For a reason. Because we already got the buyout bowl, and it's time for Marcus and the boys to pack up the troops, hop on the plane, head down to the bayou. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. As I'm putting the LSU Tigers and Brian Kelly oh. on this schedule, thank you for the warm-up game, by the way, Greg, with San Diego State. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. San Jose Absolutely. State. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, now this, this would have been Tennessee for me. This is a, this, this is kind of a, a, a snow job, uh, <laughs> for, oh, there, for me. I would, I thought you were leading Tennessee the whole way. Definitely going down to, to, to the bayou, huh? Uh, there's no way if I have an opportunity to put Brian Kelly on the schedule, there is absolutely no way. I'm not putting Brian Kelly on the schedule. Are you kidding me? I don't know if they're ever going to get a chance to play him before he's either um, retires or is unceremoniously let go from his position for not winning a national title in the first four years that he's there. But they have to get Brian Kelly on the schedule. And if it's not a bowl game, this is this is the surest bet. I want to play Brian Kelly. I want to be the team that's playing Brian Kelly in a big game. I want to be the the opponent that's playing him in a big game for once, because I want the Greg, other team to have to 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 do the 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 big game Brian Kelly thing. Regular season Ooh. Brian Kelly though, it's the thing. It's regular that's, season Brian Kelly. That is regular season Brian Kelly. But I'll take uh, you know the Georgias and the Michigans and I, I guess I'll have to see. I didn't I didn't stop to look and see who LSU has the the week. I mean, before. he did they, beat Alabama. He did. 
We did beat Alabama. But you know what? Alabama secretly sucked. Yeah, they did. That was it secretly though? I don't know. No, it just they were still respected by everybody because you just don't you don't want to piss you don't want to piss Nick Saban and Bama off. No, 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 nobody you know, wants to to stomp on the corpse of Alabama, but like a very bad Texas team with their second string quarterback almost beat Alabama, right? Yeah. I mean, and I guess if you do stop on the corpse of Alabama, I mean, all you're really doing is making a fucking zombie. I mean, do you really like, you want to deal with a zombie? Nick yeah. Saban? Zombie Alabama is the worst. Yeah. Alabama. No, thank you, sir. There's nothing here to Stu Mandel than a zombie Alabama. So yeah. Yeah. All right, Greg, you're uh, you got to round off the schedule here, Chief. Yeah, round uh, off, you're round off the schedule. Listen, yep. listen, you get it. You get another bye week, my friend. Another bye. Another bye week. Another bye. And now, then you got Senior Day. Who who replaced Wake Forest with on Senior Day? Wake Forest. So that's kind of like a nothing game, right? And Senior Days have been fairly, um, you know, blah, meh. Not a lot of, not a lot of uh, excitement there. Right. Like people don't juice. really get up for it. Not a lot of juice. It, there's not a lot of, you know, you know, it's, there's not a lot of, is, is there a lot of zzz to that? Yeah. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of sizzle. There's not a lot of steak. So I'm thinking, you know, right. Like white, black, and kind of gold, right? Like, what are we going to do with that? Not a lot of sizzle, not a lot of steak. <laughs> and then I started thinking about prime rib. Oh, oh no. Oh no, Josh. We're sending Coach Prime and his Colorado Buffaloes. I, <laughs> fucking love it. Fucking love South it. Bend in November. This, do this. The pettiness of this. <laughs> this is the greatest schedule ever made. <laughs> Coach Prime's coming to South Bend for senior day, fellas. And uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Marcus Freeman against Deion Sanders and his Colorado Buffaloes. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be a spectacle game day will come. They have to come. doesn't matter what the record is. They're going to come to this game and it's, it's going to get, it's going to get 50 million views. You had Purdue, you had Vanderbilt, you had Colorado army. That was, an army, yes. He had four options. An army's been a senior day opponent before, um, and you chose the pettiness. I fucking love it. Oh yeah. I mean, look at and it was. I was for a second there. I was doing Vanderbilt because I was like Clark Lee, bring him home, right? Bring Clark Lee home. Another SEC him, school. Let, another you, SEC you, school. You, let him you have. You can count thing. that when you say our record against the SEC. You're an SEC team. Right. You can right, totally count right. that in your in your right. spiel. Right. Purdue, if you look, we're playing Indiana, you could you could have the the Hoosier State Trophy. Uh, we could have done that, and put, not to mention the Shillelagh Trophy uh, is up for grabs. But you you traded it all in for Petty over Prime, and I love it. All right, so you guys you guys kind of you kind of messed it up for me. I had I had a grand plan for this last game. But you made the schedule a little insane. Okay, we got we got Auburn, we got Auburn on the schedule, and we have Georgia. I think this is doable. Utah. Well, it wouldn't be doable with the plan that I had. So that's uh, we can't do that. Right. Wait, what so was the got, plan you had? Who? who I want to know what we're the, losing. The first plan. The first, you're losing Bama, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I was going to go with Bama here, and we're going to bring Tommy. 
and we're going to go to Tommy. But you can't go to LSU and then go to Bama and then have Georgia and Utah and, and Auburn. That's a little insane. It's a little insane. It's super it fun. An NCAA, it is an NCAA college football on EA Sports video game it's, schedule. It's a little insane. Uh, so I guess, but, 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 but. I did like the idea of the SEC. I did. And the other thing, too, is like, so, okay, we've got Auburn, which is an Alabama school. We've got Georgia, which is Georgia. Notre Dame's done really well recruiting in Georgia, right? And so I thought, man, there's one place that Notre Dame has been recruiting really well and they don't have on the schedule, and that's Texas. So why don't we all fly down to see Carter? Oh, boy. (laughs) In College Station. Get some Whataburger. Get some Whataburger. Oh, hey. And we go take on Jimbo and his fighting NIL crew. And we and we slay that dragon. So the school that's not doing the NIL stuff, you go down there, Thanksgiving. It's not that long of a flight. Go down to the college station and you do the thing against the Texas A&M Aggies. And that's how we end it. Wow. Oh, my. I would watch the shit out of this schedule. I mean, it would be the great. I, don't, I mean, we'd probably go like eight and four or something because that's insane. <laughs> but, but, but it would be a hell of a lot of fun. I'll tell you that. Hell of a lot of fun. Oh, my. Indeed. So I'm going to, I just need to go back here and I'm checking pre, like two early preseason rankings. Uh, that little number there. Hold on. Because as, as brutal as this schedule sounds, it's really not that bad. <laughs> you're, you're so close to getting to the show me the loss. <laughs> I, oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. At least, at least four pods where Brennan's like, you know what, <laughs> Georgia kind of stinks. Air Force is kind of garbage. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. If you're gonna play Georgia, though, you what? It's a good time to play them. In September. It's a good time to play them in September because they don't got the quarterback position. There's a lot of turnover on the defensive side of the football once again, specifically up front. I know they reload, but if you're gonna do it. So S S&P Plus uh, thinks the schedule is a lot tougher 
than the way too early college football polls uh, think. So right now, according to S&P Plus, the ranked opponents on the schedule is number 13, Utah, number one, Georgia, number seven, LSU, and number 17, Texas A&M. Respectable. One thirteen seven seventeen. What That's... is what is Ohio State, Clemson, USC? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Well, yeah, I got to write that down. But I just wanted to say the early the the poll numbers, the non S and P plus, the human polls. You have Utah thirteen, Georgia one, and LSU seven. A and M is not ranked. So if we look at the um, like Notre Dame schedule right now, Ohio State two. Uh, what we got? USC seven. Uh, Clemson fifteen. See, it's not that different. You just rearrange the uh, the the, the and that's the that's the human. Okay, and that was the human polls. Well, I want to go back to S and P to to math here, uh, real quick, and see what else in the Notre Dame schedule S and P. Uh. I'm actually shocked, Greg, that you didn't do uh, like a Wisconsin not shorter not trip. Fun. Not fun. Um, that's not true. It's Nebraska. Do we get Gus Johnson if we get Wisconsin? So Utah 13 and S. Oh wait, wait no. but it's this time around. Almost yeah, assuredly, Gus Johnson. Don't fly it up. So Clemson's 12 and S and P. USC's 10. Uh, and Ohio State's two. So, yeah, I mean, as far as like rankings wise go, it's similar. Very similar. But as far as like watchability. Through the roof. Fuck charts. Through it the is, roof. It's through the through, roof. Through the fucking roof. If we were to create, if we were to sit down by ourselves and create our own schedule, nowhere, we would come nowhere close to matching this. And we did this in a fucking, in a totally weird way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just, again, repeat it. Florida International at home. Auburn at home. Utah on the road, Minnesota at home, Georgia at home, at Air Force, at Indiana, Iowa State in South Bend. Go to go out to San Jose State. No, that's a home game. No, no, that's a home game. That's a home game. Yeah. Uh, we go down to the, the Bayou to play LSU, get Colorado at home, and then finish the season up at College Station. That's a beaut, boys. That was a fun little exercise. It actually turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to. Couple Big Ten teams, bunch yeah. of SEC teams. Got the Big Twelve on the schedule. You basically just put together the future of college football, right? Or it's just the the, the Big Ten and the SEC. It's my personal feeling after after being the the brainchild behind this that uh, Jack Swarbrick should name me as his successor tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> But but what about I mean, I mean it should be hard, right? Jack said is the easiest thing in the world to be the athletic director of Notre Dame. You just pick up the phone. No one's gonna tell you no. Oof. 
if I was him, I probably never would have said that because then we can start asking him why the fuck we're playing some of the teams that we are playing. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. That's that's you. Um, you gives a shit about a rivalry, I guess, right? I mean, their college football has been getting rid of rivalries over the last decade as it is, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Not bigger one ones single gone by ACC the team on the. Uh, not one single ACC team is on the schedule, boys, and I'm I'm I am okay with that. Yeah, didn't plan for it, but yeah, it's, go away. Okay. We did our job. Oh. So is there anything to be taken? I, I admittedly do not pay attention because I do it on purpose because I feel like uh, practice clips are, are basically the equivalent of state run media. But there is there anything that's leaked out from practice, whether it's a media observation or a clip put together by the Notre Dame uh, Pravda? That has that has gotten you more excited or less excited about a player or a position group uh, going into 2023. I think the negative comments made by Priester about Tyree make me more excited about what he might bring this year. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I'm not trying. That's not a knock on 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 Tim, but I just you still got to think about the spring thing, right? Like that's always like a flip. And for him to say that Tyree just doesn't look like a wide receiver out there after like eight practice, four or five, four or five practices in. If that's if that's your biggest complaint, I'm OK with that. Like if, like if our big if, <laughs> if we expect him to go out there and run routes like Larry Fitzgerald, I don't know what we're doing here or what what we think is supposed to be happening. Uh, we just need to get the guy in space and throw him the goddamn football. Talk about separation. His speed will get him separation. Like set him up. We, we we talked about this last year. Like there, if you can't scheme a way to get a guy open, and if that and if he's still covered, then there's somebody else who's wide fucking open. Then I don't know what we're doing here. But I no I, I'm fairly convinced Chris Tyree is going to have uh, several gigantic gigantic uh, plays in the passing game. Not a yeah, huge I, season, I don't think, but I think you'll have some massive plays, which will make up uh, for like a, you know, like a, instead, he's not going to have a, a nine reception. He's not going to have games that are nine receptions for 112 yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the thing with Tyree is like, I think last year it was, it was like, you talk about scheming him open, right? Like. The, the, the reason that was a necessity is because a, there was no one like him on the, on the team that got like real work and B you couldn't create it from the quarterback position. So it was like, we need, like, we need to get him out in space. Right. And we need to force him and give him opportunities to where it's like, it's going to look like that. You got to give him more touches. Cause it's like, then you could hit the home run, but he's not the type of person that can create that stuff on his own. Right. And so they would, they would like that to be true, but it isn't true. I mean, that's been proven over three years. Right. And so I think this year it's different because, because the thing that I'm, you know, kind of answer Jude's question, like, I think the Tobias Merriweather stuff is real. Right. I do. I, 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 I know a little bit about his mindset, about what his mindset was going into the spring. 
And so he wants it. He wants it really bad. And he's the type of guy. It's like, he's going to be a problem. It's like, he, he's got the long speed. He's got the route running. He's got size, got all that stuff and he's motivated. Right. And so someone like that, he's going to create opportunities. And then someone like Sam Hartman, he's going to be going to him. Right. I mean, he's going to have that mindset. He wants to go deep. He wants to take shots. Like that's his, that's the way he's played his entire career. You look at Jaden Thomas, right? Like you, you look at Jaden Thomas in a completely different way. I think you look at Lorenzo Styles in a different way. Like I think we can start to think about the, the whole wide receiver room. Yeah. 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 I think you look at, well, I, wanna, and Logan Greg, I want to ask you this. So, because I think, you know, we're all in line with like, we think the wide receiver room is, is a lot better than last year. Right. Yeah. So, with Sam Hartman coming in, he should be like licking his chops a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. as good as like A.T. Perry was at Wake Forest, it wasn't like they had multiple guys uh, floating around that were just like dynamic playmakers and wide receiver. He had a he had a A.T. Perry was great, uh, but is that I don't know, as a new guy coming in, even with all the football underneath his belt, and now I wouldn't say like all these new toys, but these there's all these guys that he has that he has to work with now. And they're, you know, he's got way more options. Do you think that could be, I don't know, a ne- it's kind of odd. It's stupid to say, but it's not really like kind of like a negative in some ways. Like he's, he become, he gets uncertain about which, where, you know, where to go, who to look, look for. You know what too I mean? Much, too like, much of a good thing is what you're saying. Yeah, too much of a good thing. You know, like, too, like, yeah, yeah. So, so he's used to being like. I need to, it's full throttle all the time. We need to, we need to be scoring 30, 30, like 35, 40 points to win in any game. Right. You look at the Clemson game last year, right? Everyone loves that Clemson tape. Well, Hartman's going for it because Clemson is matching score for score, right? They lost the game and whatever, what was the score, right? They lost in overtime, multiple overtimes. He scores, you know, he scores for like throws for six touchdowns or whatever it is. And that's no good. Right. So it's like, what do you do when you don't have to do that? Right. What do, you, what do you do when it's like, hey, it's OK if you throw 25 times in this game and not 35 times or like 20 times in this game? Like yeah. what d- does that take away like from his kind of mindset of like being a for better, for lack of a better way to put it, like a chucker? Like like he, I, 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 I want to go for it. I want to go for it. I want to push. I want to push. I want to push. Like, can you throttle back from that? Like, can you actually be? Someone, it's like, hey, for this week, like, just manage the offense. Like, we don't, we don't need all that. And what does that look like if he manages it, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, are you, are are you getting diminishing returns from that? So, I, I guess one of the things I'm interested in, because when you, when you spoke to the wide receivers, is when was the last time at Notre Dame that the wide receiver position was in layers? And, and I mean that sort of, um, if you look at the way that Tennessee's offense worked last year. Tennessee's offense worked in in layers as far as, um, you know, they had Cedric Tillman, who was kind of their short to intermediate guy. And that was sort of his area. And then you had Hyatt, who was the intermediate deep threat, right, with Jalen Hyatt would would do. So there was like layers to the wide receiver. Probably 09, right? I can't remember it being a situation in 09 with, 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 Flo- and, with Floyd, with Floyd and golden. Yeah. And then some other complimentary. I, Cause it, it should be layered this year, theoretically. Right. 
Like they yeah, should right. be able to have layered the, the position should should have multiple areas upon which they can attack and guys who are able to do so. I mean, it could look a lot like like you know Weiss's first years like when healthy, uh, having you know Samarja, Stovall, and McKnight. Yeah. You know that which was a, I mean honestly that I would have took that trio any time as far as, you know, as far as what you can do. And as you talk about layers and what you're doing, um, I think, I just think you're, there's just a lot to work with here. I went from such a, such a shit show going, in, you know, in the spring last year with having what four healthy scholarship wide receivers. I think of what, it, what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, and not, not being able to get a lot of work in and then not knowing what you're, what you really have in the fall uh, than going into the season. I mean, I just, the fact that they're developed into this now, I think Chancey Stuckey uh, is more than earning his paycheck. Well, if they, prove it, yeah, if they prove it out. Yeah. I mean, and it, he'll be gone out there. Right. Cause if, 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 if they prove it out, like <clears throat> they should with Sam Hartman, um, he should yeah. be getting the tires kicked theoretically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get an OC. Yeah. He'll get an OC job. Or maybe an NFL gig, uh, probably an OC job somewhere in college, I imagine, if if the wide receivers check out this year. You know what I mean? What wasn't Lance Taylor's? Wasn't his first? He went to he went to Louisville to be the OC, right? Yes. Yes. Now he's cold kicking it up in Western. Yeah. PJ still, Flex trying, job. still trying to uh, get rid of all that row the boat apparel and and uh, merchandise that they have. <laughs> row the boat, fucking burn the boat. <laughs> the, the budget up in the Mac school, that's what it would be. Like, well, we don't really have the budget to replace all this, but we can get some spray paint and you can cross out row the boat to burn the boat. Burn the boat. That could be done. Uh, Greg, is there anything out of spring ball? Hey, look, you know my feelings, and everybody knows yeah. my feelings about spring ball football. Yeah. And it's just like, and it is to a point, and to my point, and to prove me right, spring football is so fucking whatever. Both Tim O'Malley and uh, Pete Sampson are on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, we we all, this is the point now where it's just like, there is nothing to report other than transcription from a fucking press conference. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, the one viewing practice, which like last year in the fall, it was great. They had that gigantic scrimmage. And then the next practice was the full view when everyone's dead from the, scr- <laughs> from the scrimmage of four. And then this practice, they were having Buckner run with the ones, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's all set up to, for us to not, no whole lot, which is fine. I'm a personally, I can deal with it. I can, I can allow it. And it makes it, I guess it makes the spring game a little more. You look forward to that just a little bit more, yeah. even though, you know, that's still not anything to like live to live by. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think? So I'm, my whole thing is it's players, not units. Right. So if we're hearing about the line struggling, well, Okay whatever like they're not they don't need to look good they're, they're not you're, no one's game planning anything they're not they're not doing you know anything that's spe- specified to and that's how you play football games right so um i, I th- at this point it's it's i i'm i'm listening for consistent themes 
it's like the Tobias thing, right? Like it's not like he's he had a good practice or he had a good rep. Like people are consistently saying, like, hey, he's coming. You know, like people are talking about the way Jaden Thomas is moving around. People are talking about like Deion Colsey that way. People keep talking about Lorenzo Styles and the way he's carrying himself, right? The freshman receivers consistently make plays. Like Blake Fisher's make, new body. Like, yeah, exactly. Andre, exactly. Hunter Gestime's new body. Yeah. And so like Estime and Diggs, right? Like they're not going to do anything. Why would they do anything in the spring? There's no need for it. And if they're not doing anything, then how is the line really going to look? You know, right. so you're not, you know, and even, even Fisher and Alt to some extent, right? Like you're just not pushing those guys to the point where it's like, Hey, we need, we actually need you to look great. Right. And so there's, there's that part of it. Um, you know, so but, I mean, some of these guys are playing for spots though, right? Right, right now. But, because you're because, because they're, they're, cause there's, they still got to, I mean, we don't want to call Notre Dame fans are going to be are finicky. They don't want to call it, but their cuts are coming. Uh, Cause you know, where we're sitting at on the scholarship chart. Now there's guys that are practicing this spring that already know they're not going to be there. Like they, not only do they know, but the coaches know that they're not going to be there past, uh, past May. Um, so what we just don't know publicly uh, who those guys are. We have some pretty good ideas uh, though, but, it, but some of those guys, I mean, they, they want to make, they still want to make a, you know, an impression like, Hey, I belong here. I want to be here. Uh, you got to look somewhere else uh, <laughs> if you're in need of a scholarship number. Right. So like you think about like Jason Anye, right? He's everyone's t- kind of talking about him. Like he's a guy where it's like, if you didn't hear his name that much in spring, you would think he's a guy who could leave because where, where is he going? Where like, was he going to do? But like, you can tell, like he's worked on his body. He looks good. And I, you know, I asked Jamie about him on our show. I think it was on Tuesday. And he was saying, like, I asked him, like, is he going to be in the rotation? And he said, hundred percent. Yes. Like he will be a rotation player for Notre Dame. So that's something to be like, okay, now what does that mean for the D line as a whole? I, who knows? Right. But for Jason Anye, that says something. Right. And so like, are we going to hear that about Rocco Spindler? Mm. You know, I mean, we need to, right? And so we haven't. Maybe that will come. Who knows? Right? I don't know. I, I think don't. we're. Don't you think we're past the like we need to? We now? might be past it. We might be past I, it. But do we think about like, that only because of his ranking. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think I've already. I think most people have already come to terms. Not most people. I think there's a lot of people that outside what? of just random regular fan we're, we're at are the outside Dar- of like. We're at the Darnell Ewell stage of this, right? Oh no, that's never been that. I don't think it's ever been like well, on that level. But it's but at some but point, it's a great. It's a great point though. At some point, the people just stop saying but 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 the ranking and just said, look, it is what it is, right? It's just it's not going well, to that, work. That's the point. It's like we that this is when it needs to happen, right? And so I, you know, we've heard he's maybe second team at guard at this point, but it's like. Uh, Carmody has been the best guard uh, according to what Jamie's heard. So it's like, you know, what does that mean? Right. What does that mean for Christophic? Now, none of this is to say, right. Like, what does it mean for the line as a whole? I don't know. Right. I don't, I'm not saying we're just now when you start talking about individual players, I think people start to kind of then say, well, what does this mean for the line itself? Right. And so that's when spring can kind of get a little bit, you know, too far. Right. Greg, I, um, I, I just have I have one I just have one question. 
what not? I, it's not what does this mean for the spring? It's what does this mean for the Clemson game? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, what you really mean is what does it mean for the LSU game at this point? Yeah, uh, that, I, yeah I, that's, that's true. You're right. LSU. What, do you mean, what does it mean for against uh, Brian Kelly? Yeah. But my, no. but my serious question is what which. Uh, early enrollee freshmen or previously unheralded, say sophomore, are people uh, talking more about this spring than they've ever talked about or getting excited about using really emphatic words about like, who, who should I be, who should I be overreacting to? Overreacting to, um, I don't know that there's anyone who fits that description per se. I mean, I think, I think Jalen Sneed, I mean, I don't know if he's overlooked or whatever. Like, I think that he has a chance he's been hurt. Um, it could be him, uh, early enrollee freshman. Everyone loves the receivers. They really do. Especially Rico Flores. I mean, he's, people are very excited about him. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what his upside is. Right. But in terms of like, I think his ball skills are excellent. I think his route running is excellent. Um, and he seems to be, look, if you can compete right out of the gate, that says something about you. He's probably the freshman with the most hype right now in spring. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I mean, you've, there's the, he's had the most clips and everything. Like I shared a clip about him, which was against Air. Was so basically, he's Jordan Johnson, right? <laughs> I, I mean, he's had better. Uh, he's he's Jordan he's, Johnson. I, I think he's had better. Uh, I think he's done a little bit better than that because um, that was tough because that was COVID. So it was like you literally got nothing because no one was around the team at all. It was no, just like we, that we was state-run media had, clips. That's what that. Yeah, was. but we, no, but in COVID, we got a lot more video shown uh throughout that they did they they did a pretty decent job of putting some packages together which you kind of scoff at a little bit at first but you look back at it now there's way more video from that season of, of spring ball or not spring ball of, of practice yeah than what we have now you know what's funny too is that was all it was basically all accurate like that all that was it was kyron it was uh chris tyree who was big as a freshman it was a lot of him, and uh, there was some McKinley stuff. Like there was a lot of Avery Davis stuff, which turned out to be, you know, prescient because he had a good year in 2020. Like remember, people didn't think that he was going to really be anything because me, myself included, that yeah. he, it just wasn't. Uh, it, he, people didn't think it was going to happen. I was, a, then, I think, I was then, very on record with the doubting Avery Davis. Yeah, and then and it was also Jordan Johnson, and that that was right. the one thing that was just like, nah, no, nah, no thanks. So. I feel like maybe Lindsey got to blow up his first uh, spring. Where no, he was no, he was he was uh, Lindsey's blow up was twenty one with all the deep balls from uh, uh, Cone. That's right, that's right from Cone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. he kept getting all, and then the season came and he just couldn't. And remember, Pete Sampson put out that tweet about over under deep balls, and and it was like Jack Cone had just never thrown that many deep balls in his career, and it, it, yeah. It, it's an insane number out like four. And he's actually like the worst, the statistically the worst <laughs> yeah. deep ball quarterback Notre Dame's had in like the past 15 years or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's when I think of state run media, I, th- I think of that. Yeah. That Braden Lindsay contested catch sideline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going through to him, and that was easily over 30 air yards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, boys, it's time for, uh, time for us to rank some shit. This is, you know, we haven't, we haven't had a, a more organized podcast than this. And I can't tell you how, probably since the last time <laughs> we had Greg on. Uh, <clears throat> so for tonight for rank everything. And I want to, I want a true top five from everybody 
like the last several times we've we've just a minute, boys. We've cheated. We just started throwing out names. Like it's like we jumped into a field and just started um, plucking corn, man. Uh, so I want to get a real top five for everybody on your top five all time Hans Zimmer movie scores. Greg and I's. Who's Hans Zimmer again? Is that oh the guy that, that collabs with oh uh, Lady goodness. Gaga? Is that the Lady Gaga guy that uh, that, that works with her? You know, everybody listening to this podcast, Brendan, knows you're full of shit right now. <laughs> I I love this man. I literally do. I I I I love him. He is he right. is one of the great humans in the history of the planet. Well, all right then, super guest. You'll get first crack at it. Give me your top five all-time Hans Zimmer scores. I have a question. Can I include uh can I include like the the like the Batman trilogy? Does that count, or does it have to be a specific movie? Single movie, single movie, single movie. Okay. Um, all right, that's fine. Um, what will not be on the list is Top Gun Maverick, and um, <laughs> that's because Lady Gaga did it, right? It wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't even that. It was. It was. Um, it was the Harold Faltermeyer thing. Basically, they had him, I guess, as a consultant. He just wasn't very involved, and it really hurts my feelings. It really hurts my feelings. I, and just I don't to be, understand. And just to be clear to everybody out there, like, all right, so Hans Zimmer, he is a composer. Like, maybe, maybe I do need to explain this to some people. I don't know. So I, I'm not going to – we might as well explain it. Hans, Hans Zimmer, composer, has composed some of the greatest uh, scores of all time uh, for, for you know for movies. That's what a composer does. That's what a score is. Um some of the, you know, the greatest, like John Williams, Star Wars, Harry yeah. Potter, uh, Indiana Jones. These are the people that make you actually remember the movies. Like, if, can you imagine if Star Wars was done with like late seventies, early eighties, like rock or pop songs? You know what I mean? Disco. It yeah, I mean disco, just, man. <laughs> just like, imagine the difference in some of these movies if they weren't. It wasn't a curated sound. Uh, as far as like, you know, original sound, they're just like plucking out, um, you know, songs. I look, uh, what was that movie with Heath Ledger? Uh, where he was a knight. Knight's Tale. Knight's Knight's Tale is a great movie that part of that, uh, that part of that whole thing was, was the soundtrack, right? The guy's like, I have this whole soundtrack in my head about this. And it was, you know, it was a lot of songs already made. Um, and that was fun. That's okay. And that, that was its own thing, but I mean, like epic movies, great movies have their own sound, their own scores, and it's the composers: John Williams, Hans Zimmer, uh, Barry McCreary is another guy that I, that I really like a lot. Uh, that make the film last, right? Like it, it isn't set in a in a in a certain time frame. It is uh, the score makes these movies eternal, uh, and I fucking love them. Like I will. I will have a movie on while I'm cleaning the house and not even see any of it, just hear it. Uh, and it's more comfort to me than listen to, to most music. I'll do, I still do love listening to Bob Marley while I'm cooking. It's a 30 year thing. So anyways, Greg, your top five Hans Zimmer movies. I want to see some deep cuts, Greg. All right. Top five. Um, 
So I'm gonna I have to do honorable mentions as far as like single single tracks, right? So um like Dunkirk that he did Dunkirk, the Supermarine is a track on there. That is a a, a masterful, masterful. Like if you work out to that to Supermarine, start at five minutes, 46 seconds. Like if you have if you have like a, a lap to go, like you're running like a like three, four miles, and you have about like two and a half minutes left in your run or whatever, and you're really pushing it. Put on Supermarine from the Dunkirk soundtrack, and you will like put it on full blast. Of course, this has to be full blast. It has to the music oh, has to it. be inside of your soul. That's I where mean, it needs to be. Even Toby Keith has to be at full blast, Greg. Right. I like yeah. to listen to the Interstellar soundtrack on minimum blast. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> he doesn't like the, he likes he likes mid blast mid blast Interstellar. Um, so yeah, that's where that's um, that's where it is for that. Uh, there's some really good ones, uh, flight for, uh, uh, man of steel, the Superman movie. That is also very good. Um, so that's all just honorable mention. All right. Um, all right. Number five, number five, we're going to go with, um, pirates of the Caribbean. I'll, I'll just say the original. Um, I think it's, I think it's really good. There's a lot of good tracks there. There, there's the, the, the Jack Sparrow theme is very it's, – it's like a solid theme. Uh, there's a lot of that's like – uh, That's the most pirate. John Williams – that's the most John Williams style. Yeah. I like, I like the fact that he Done. just sort of like whipped it up in, in a night and a day. Yeah. That his buddy, <laughs> that his buddy Klaus is like, listen, Hans. Uh, you got to do the accent. I know you're working on this other movie, but I really need your help producing this pirate, this pirate film. Got to, Jerry's got me over a barrel, and I don't know if I can do it. Please help, please. Hans like drinks his Zima. Oh man! Sit for a while, puts it away, and then just calls up a, a London Symphony Orchestra and just comes up with he's a pirate <laughs> it's so good he's amazing <laughs> he is great he is he is truly um truly fantastic all right number four uh, let's see me number four i'm gonna go with lion king a lot of people don't know this and i, yep. and I need to drop knowledge that was gonna lion be on king, mine too yeah lion king is a um is a hans zimmer production and um it's it's really good especially like See, a lot of this is like there's the – he did a live – he's done live shows, and I, I was actually – I had the privilege in 2019. We went to – I went to see him live twice. He's been in the United States touring all the time, and he came in L.A., and thank God it was the year before COVID because if I had tickets to see him and then it got canceled because of COVID, I – I would have like turned into the Joker. Speaking of uh, <laughs> like and, and Dark Knight and all that stuff, he's going to do Lion King in twenty twenty four. The Mufasa Lion King. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's he's incredible. It's really good. It's really good, especially like you, know, you think of it as like a Disney movie and not like a Hans Zimmer one, but it's well, uh, I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean, Disney. Uh, true, true. But you don't, but I mean, uh, dis- animated Disney, you know, like when we oh, were yeah, kids, yeah. basically like when we were a lot younger. It's so funny. Cause um, I actually, I, I think more of Elton John when I think of, uh, the line. Yeah. But that's cause he's singing the songs. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you don't think of the guy behind the score. Right. So yeah. as much. Yeah. All right. So the top three is, is actually very, very difficult for me to, um, adjudicate because these are like, 
iconic, like legendary greatest of all time stuff. So, um, the criteria is going to be a little bit different. So for number three, I'm going to go with dark Knight, And because I can't pick like a, like a, like the all three as the series, I will say, uh, dark Knight rises as, uh, as my favorite of that trio. Um, it's just, I think the Batman theme is so, the Batman theme is so good. And the way that he, he can weave it into whatever the villain is. Cause the villain in each film has its own score and he has its own, uh, kind of hook to it. And the way that he can weave the Batman theme into each villain is so perfect. And, and I, so I love the way he does it with Bane, um, and so like the Bane theme and then the Dark Knight theme, and then you get into um, um, the Fire Rises, which is number 13 on that soundtrack. Like it's just it's there's a there's a part there where he he weaves the whole thing in there. And it's just like perfect. It is so good. Um, number two is Crimson Tide. My first my first foray into the Hans Zimmer world. I, think I want to say I was like the eighth grade, something like that. Um, I heard it and I would, so this is like, I watched the movie on like a VHS tape and I would sit, I would literally just stay up and listen to the end credits over and over again. Cause I was like, this music is so amazing. I can't even believe it. And if you listen to, and this and is why reason, we're friends. The, and the reason it's not number one is because it's a, a lot of it is good, but like, there's the like roll tide. Like if we were just doing a single track, what is the best theme? It, Crimson Tide will probably be number one because roll tide and especially live, find it live. You can find it on YouTube. Just Hans Zimmer live roll tide. Like listen to that. And it is, it is awesome. Like that is the one you hear like in all like ESPN when they did their sports century stuff and they added music to all the, the famous players and the athletes and stuff. And the, you know, the, the top 50 uh, athletes of the century, whatever, like you heard roll tide all over the place because it's so good and it's powerful. When we get off right now, I'm going to listen to it when we get off this thing. Cause I, I love it so much. Um, but the number one is gladiator. Yeah. Gladiator moved me in a way that I can't even explain. I, I, I the, the, the first notes when the credits started, when, when it came up, I, I had this like joyous feeling. I saw it in the movie five times and I, I wish I'd seen it more. And if they release it tomorrow on like IMAX, I'm going to go because it's that. Dumb. Oh, hell yeah. I think the Maximus theme is, is he can, he can go big with it. He can go soft with it. He can go like melody with it. It's just, it's really, it's the best thing. And, uh, I love it. So that's my uh, that's my top five, Hans Zimmer. That's a fantastic top five. That's gonna be hard to top, honestly. Um, I'm uh, some similar here. Um, I'll, I'll rattle mine off. Uh, a couple of different ones here. Uh, number five, uh, Dark Knight. Uh, number four, Sherlock Holmes, uh, because I think Hans Zimmer is a sound that is you almost know. When you're watching a movie, if you didn't know, you know it's that when you hear the score, if it's Hans Zimmer or not. 
Um, but Sherlock Holmes does a different thing to it. Um, he really, he really showed uh, how creative he can be and kind of got away from his own style a little bit in this um, with the different instruments that he used and all that. So um, just for that alone. And I just, I fucking love the movie um, and the soundtrack really like helped roll that along. I mean, the combination of Zimmer and, and Guy Ritchie was, was, uh, was, was great. Uh, number three, Inception. It's, it's hard to get away. Um, I'm not Greg. I don't know the names of the tracks uh, of all of them. And I wouldn't even know track numbers. I just throw them into a playlist and let it roll. Uh, but uh, time is definitely one that just, it sticks with you. It haunts you. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just, it's one that, that uh, once you hear it, it's, and you hear it, you hear just a few notes of it. It's, it is so, that's like a signature Hans Zimmer sound. And I say that because that kind of work he has done in other movies in different ways. Um, and it just, the way he brought it around in Inception was the perfect, probably the perfection of it all. Um, and uh, with that, uh, with that track time it was fantastic. Uh, number two, I got man of steel, uh, which mm. number one, I think, I think that is like one of the most underrated, uh, comic book movies of all time. I don't think it gets enough credit. Uh, probably cause you know, Marvel steals a show and DC has been so shit. But the the Man of Steel movie itself was was great. The soundtrack was even better, um, and it he does a solid job of of making that sound make Superman Superman in that movie. Like it makes mm-hmm. him human and demigod. I mean, it, uh, the way he he goes in and out with it. Um, you know, there's there's sad moments with Superman because of yeah being isolated as this person who is better than everybody else. Um, and I thought, but for Superman, don't you think it's kind of interesting as well that you guys latched on to Batman and then also Superman, that he took two movies that already had iconic sounds, right? The, the Danny Elfman original Batman yeah. right. is, is phenomenal. And then John Williams with Superman is considered one of the all times. And people still talk like he had to follow that. And not only did he follow it, but like soundtrack Knocked as out a of the whole. Park. Yeah, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and then number one, it's it's got to be Gladiator. Same reasoning as Greg. There's, I I just I remember I remember seeing the movie uh, with just a, a, a bunch of friends. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny. You go to all these movies, with all these people that you don't, you know, thirty twenty years later, you don't really talk too much anymore. Uh, but my two best friends of this day still, we saw that with them. Um, and it's just that sound like it would be the it's the movie we put into the CD player or the DVD player when we got home from the bars. Uh, and this is what we all passed out to when we, when we got home. You know, we get our grub together, that movie go on and we all pass out. Um, it was just it was just an incredible sound. It was moving. It was very calming for being such a, a brutal and vicious uh, life of a gladiator. The music mellow you know soften the edges uh up quite a bit um and that's what these things should do i mean so that that's my top five um i do want to throw not honorable honorable mentions for zimmer but i do want to say you know like again movie scores are just something that you know braveheart was probably the first because you talked about christian side being the one that like got you going i think braveheart soundtrack was probably the one that like as a kid i remember like thinking i want all of this music in a cd to play all the time. Um, and then from there, it's just, that's what I appreciate 
Jay. I will judge a movie or a series based off of their scores now as much as anything else. Uh, it's just what I, I talk a lot about the last kingdom on this, uh, on this show and Oh, the, uh, the movie seven Kings must die coming out on April 14th is an unpaid promo for you, Netflix. Cause I fucking love that show so much, but uh, just that, oh, the, the own sound that it goes there. Uh, the showtime uh, show, the tutors uh, had its own, you know, I think Bear McCreary was on that. Da Vinci, uh, uh, oh, not Da Vinci. Well, Da Vinci Code was a Zimmer, but uh, yeah. Uh, what the hell am I thinking here? The the Star Show, uh, Da Vinci's Demons. Um, mm-hmm. That was a that was a Bear McCreary kind of a thing too. I think maybe Tudors was too. But these sounds like make things different. It's like it's why that guy, <laughs> that dude's video on YouTube, the 35 minute fucking epic 2012 video was so incredible it's because he just took the greatest movie scores of all time yeah and wrapped them up into these football highlights in an emotionally charged season and one of you know one of the most memorable seasons for us that i mean i can't speak for you three but for me 2012 is one of the greatest seasons of all time uh of my lifetime uh, as a fan so this shit this shit does the work brendan you got a top five buddy yeah, I got a top five. Um, so Pirates is on there for me at my number five spot. Um, simply, simply because you know, for for being technical, he's he's technically not the composer of uh, listed composer of Pirates, and, and that whole story is is pretty funny. Um, but Pirates is my number five. Then I have Lion King because, like. Like you mentioned before, people think about Elton John with it, but if you go back and actually listen to the Lion King soundtrack as it's playing, it adds so much to that movie. Um, like just all of all of he's able to capture that sort of like Africa sound without it being like I don't know um, over the top with cliche. it. Yeah, cliche with it. Um, number. Uh, Three for me um, would have to be um, the Dark Knight for the reasons uh, you know listed above. Um, you know he took what was an iconic soundtrack, the original one, um, the, I guess the original two, you know with Danny Elfman, and you know this was you 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 follow up a masterpiece with a masterpiece like that is. That's that's something to be noted, right? You have to like following greatness, and then not only being great and then exceeding it, only adds to your legend, right? Um, it's sort of like uh, um, you know Leahy exceeding uh, Rockney. Yeah. Um, number two for me is well Gladiator. Um, the the soundtrack for Gladiator is um, the perfect soundtrack of a uh, period piece. Um, it hits all of the epic notes. It brings all of the epicness, like the the battle scenes uh, inside the arena. Um, you know the the scenes with uh, you know Marcus Aurelius. Uh, every everything about it is just epic. Um, but my number one is one that you boys haven't mentioned yet because it is my favorite 
Zimmer. He won an Academy Award for it, deservedly so. And that is his soundtrack for the movie Dune, which mm. is the star of the movie Dune. Um, it is – when when people make these – you had a movie that was set um, – it's, it's an alien movie, right? And so – they're they're like, what are you what are you gonna do for an alien soundtrack? And nine, I don't know, ninety nine out of a hundred uh, composers will go. This movie takes place on a desert. I'm just gonna give it like some kind of uh, knockoff Middle Eastern soundtrack, right? That's what that's what most composers would do uh-huh. for the movie Dune. Is they just like yeah. say, hey, this is a desert movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it this kind of like Middle Easterny kind of sound to to play into the desertness, and let's just call it a day. And Hans Zimmer was like, no, I'm not doing that because this is – and this is really outside of anything that he's done because it is a completely alien world. Um, it is a completely alien setting. Uh, none of the none – of, none, of, none of this is um, you know, in Earth. Everything else he's done has been you know, Earth or Earth-adjacent based. And with this one, he put together a soundtrack that sounded alien. It was like it, it was the perfect soundtrack for this movie because it was just completely alien, epic, and it was very fitting for a movie that was, you know, cinematic, cinematically gorgeous. And then and part two coming that, out this year. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm very pumped. Yeah, I too. I, I I thought I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, Great. I think I think Dune smashes phenomenal. the '80s version of of uh, Dune. <laughs> it certainly does. I think Dune. I think they did a phenomenal job adapting the film, and I thought that uh, Hans Zimmer created this alien sound. Um, you know, that where most people would have just rolled up and done some sort of like, you know, like I said, um, you know, Middle Easterny kind of sound, or put some sitars in there, or something like that, and. Hans was like, nah, nah, I'm going to make an alien, an alien no, soundtrack. The, with the accent. Dusk. <laughs> and that's my five. All right. Look, I have, I have nothing substantial to add to this conversation. Um, I love that you guys love this composer. I have two follow-up questions. When Greg said that he went to see Hans Zimmer, does that mean that Hans Zimmer was the conductor of the orchestra or was he present at the at the music that was being played in his honor? Like, how does that work? He was the conductor and he played the instruments. Oh, no kidding. He played several instruments during the performance, but he was also the conductor. And would he like tell stories in between or was it just song, 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 song? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Very cool. And then I thought Jude was going to pick Rain Man for sure. And then uh, and then a. uh, (laughs) A follow-up to um, to to what Brennan said. You know, Brennan, you had a little bit of a a spike in interest after you announced that you had a '90s a definitive '90s playlist. I was wondering if either you or Greg or Josh had a definitive Hans Zimmer soundtrack uh, playlist. One hundred percent, Greg does. Greg does. I mean, I is that a public? Greg's thing? on a whole Greg, different level. I thought on I was Apple on Music a, or a Spotify somewhere. It's actually not. Um, I I have one. I don't. So like when you guys talk about that stuff, like I don't really do Spotify. So we have YouTube music. Okay. Um, So because we 
we have YouTube TV. And then you, when you did that, you could, you know, you got YouTube premium, uh, for like free for like three months. Sure. And once you have YouTube premium, you will never not pay for it again because right. like the, cause so I get in trouble sometimes when people talk to me about like, like, cause I'm like, cause we do the, the, the YouTube videos for ISD and people are like, I don't want to watch cause of the video, the, the ads come up. I'm like, all oh, right, there's ads on YouTube, right? Because yeah. I don't get them. I, I don't get the on YouTube Premium. So, um, so there's that. So we do YouTube Music, and so I have a bunch of like private playlists that I listen to. Okay. Um, I could put them out, like I could put something out on like a public thing. Um, like you're gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to create a playlist. Yeah, because uh, I, to be honest with you, like when you were talking about these songs, I, to be honest, most of them are probably unfamiliar to me and a lot of people that are listening. I mean, but, honestly, like I'm so envious, like that if you haven't discovered him yet, like I, that is, uh, almost like a, a great gift because now you, you have all that, like, I know of all this music that you can now listen to. Sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really good stuff. Cool. So, so I don't have a, this isn't like a huge playlist. There, I don't know why I still have this one here, but it was just one I just kind of put together to like chill out at home. And this isn't just Zimmer. This is, uh, this is others. Um, so I got a howling wilderness, uh, which is from Trevor Morris, which is on the tutors show. Uh, that was when, uh, um, uh, what's her face died. Uh, I had the theme for Da Vinci's demons, which is fantastic time. from Hans Zimmer, uh, the anvil of Crom from Conan, because uh, it's just such a like get up and go kind of a uh, a sound. Um, and you know, it's this isn't a soundtrack, but people use it for all sorts of shit. And that's uh, uh, it's Bach. It's uh, uh, number one in G major. So that's and played by uh, Yo Yo Ma, of course. Right. Uh, yeah, it just I. I can't get enough of that. I love the cello anyway. So, uh, I was just, so gonna say, I just discovered that song in a, in a movie that I think probably has people have long forgotten. It was called you can count on me with Laura Lenny and Mark Ruffalo. That was a kind of an indie darling back in 2000. Oh, oh. yeah. It used that as I, I believe in the opening scene. So, well, we used to go to the, uh, Fort Wayne Philharmonic, when I went to private school in Fort Wayne and we had a couple field trips there. And I remember, um, they played that and I must've been like, I don't know, third or fourth grader and just thought that was like the coolest thing ever. And like forgot about it for like the longest time, uh, because we were too poor for me to have a cello. So like, when am I going to hear a cello? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, but, uh, bring it on back to the West wing and yo, yo ma, uh, that was a, that was one of the songs um, they used in uh, the West Wing for when they had him. Uh, but Lux Arturna uh, is another one. Uh, you'll hear that on the Requiem soundtrack. Um, the Crown soundtrack is really, really fucking good. And Hans Zimmer did the main title for The Crown, um, which is the Netflix series. But uh, Rupert Gregson Williams did uh, a song called Duck Shoot. And I got to tell you, it might be one of my favorite all time, like composed, like for TV or movie songs ever, uh, is this one called duck shoot, uh, from the crown, uh, dark nights on there. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, from man of steel, uh, the theme from, from, uh, uh, Da Vinci code. Uh, and then, uh, 
throw in some Viking music for you. This uh, Helvigan uh, from Wardruna, uh, which if you're not into Viking music, that's cool. But it's very melodic uh, as well as being very aggressive, uh, which is a which is a fantastic combo. Anyways, this is like a sample playlist that that I have for uh, the house. I mean, if you want uh, Kevin Penkin or uh, Joe Hisaishi playlist, if you're working with composers, I can get that. But I, I do not have a uh, a Zimmer put together. Sounds you like, should do that. Sounds like something project you had to uh, to the bottom of the the post on uh, One Foot Down about this podcast. He's a he's no uh, Joe Hisaishi though, but he's good. Uh, all right. Well, we've, um, I think we've come to the end of the road tonight. We got a lot done tonight. I mean, we blew up a fucking schedule and we composed a new one. Oh, we were our own Hans Zimmers tonight, gentlemen. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we just, we just did our best rendition of, uh, Hans Zimmer putting together the, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. Just did it at night. Is that what we're this, the, <laughs> this is the this was good. This was good. Um, all right. So what do we got left in the tank? Jude, my friend, what do you got left in the tank? So just a c- couple of quick notes. Um, Notre Dame women's lacrosse knocked off uh, ranked North Carolina. I think there were three at the time. Big win. They're playing number seven Boston College on Saturday at home noon. So that's another big, uh, big game for them. Creeping up the uh, ACC standings, Syracuse still leads the pack. I believe they're number one overall, but um, great, great teams in the ACC for women's lacrosse. Um, and then the uh, before we tape again, the WNBA draft will be uh, – it's Monday night, 7 o'clock on ESPN. And Lauren Ebo and Dara Murray are have declared for the, for the draft. Not sure either one of them is going to get picked. I've seen some mocks that have Dara going in the second, third round. It's tough, you know, only 144 slots in the the WNBA. So, um, you know, if you don't get picked Coming in, off an injury uh, too, yeah, if you, don't, if you don't get picked on in the first round, it's really really hard. But um, might be worth uh, to keep an eye on because now uh, it seems like people are paying more attention to. I mean, maybe the WNBA should be expanding, Jude. Yeah, well, so there's there's we've been we we've been talking about that for the the last year, um, hot and heavy. Um, Don Staley's trying to lead a, a group in Philadelphia. There's a group in Portland. There's a group in the Bay Area. Actually, two groups. One in Oakland. Um, is Oakland not considered the Bay Area? I I'm not. No, it is. It's here. definitely the Bay Area. Okay, so yeah. one's in Oakland and one's That's in, too short. Man, he'll tell you. One is oh, is Golden State not part of the Bay? I, I'm very confused. What? Very much the Bay Area. Okay, so maybe there's two in the Bay Area. So I apologize for not knowing. Yeah, Oakland and San Fran. But uh, the last that Kathy, the commissioner, Kathy Engelberg, the uh, WNBA commissioner was talking was the earliest would be 2025 on that. So there's definitely some room for growth. But um, Portland actually had a team back in the day, but they want a team back. And all the other ones would be kind of new expansion areas. So I think Philadelphia probably would be the most deserving. But that's just one guy's opinion. So that's it. Thank you. Uh, Brendan. What do you got left in the tank? I don't got much left in the tank. Uh, I think we did a pretty good marathon session here. Um, Just excited for uh, 
blue gold game to come around so I can uh, bring the whole fam out to uh, take in the sights and sounds and not have to be worried that we're leaving at halftime because the children are uh, antsy and um, melting down, melting down and want to leave. All right. Yeah, I'd be. I keep meaning to uh, to ask everybody uh, on the Slack if anyone uh, what's the uh, what's the cover of the game. I forgot. I got uh, Olivia's confirmation that day. I'll be in the uh, the southern state of Michigan uh, in their great city of Toledo uh, <laughs> in Michigan uh, at the cathedral there uh, for uh, my oldest daughter's confirmation <laughs> on the. I don't know how it took. I literally just saw this yesterday. Just put two and two together yesterday. I'm like, oh. So oh. just a quick clarifying question, if you don't mind, Joshua. Does Kiki bring yeah. her own holy water to confirmation, or does she steal more holy water at confirmation? Uh, you steal, know, we're, uh, listen, we're going to find out. Is, <laughs> you know, Happy Holy Week, y'all, by the way. Amen. Uh, so we'll find out, you know, because this is where we, you know, everyone gets their new supplies of uh, of oil and and you know all the all the good blessings in the holy water. Um, so we'll find out, man. I don't know. She's she's sneaky. She's sneaky. I don't know how how that goes down. She knew the fucking the she knew the rule. She knew the rule about how much you could dilute it. Yes, she looked at me like I was an idiot. I mean, that could be a normal look, but <laughs> just saying, she, she knew. Uh, so if, if you guys don't know, if you don't know, and you remember us talking about it, it, uh, holy water cannot be diluted any more than 49%. And once you try to dilute a diluted one, it takes away all the power. So if you take a a 49% diluted batch of holy water and you try to put some tap water on that, it's it's like, it disappears. Hmm. Did not know that. Because I'm thinking, I was thinking, like, look, <coughs> if I got a vial of holy water, how many drops is that? And then I could just take, you know, Culligan bottle, water bottles, and just put a drop in that, right? Just think of the supply that I have. Absolutely. And if you want to look at it another way, it's a lot like cutting cocaine when you're selling it with the baking powder. <laughs> Maybe you didn't have, ever have that thought. I'm just, just say I've seen it in a movie. <clears throat> I would like I would like Greg to uh, promote all the places where Greg can be found these days. Yeah, Greg, you uh, you're also letting us know what's left of the tank, and while you do that, let us uh, give your promo for everything. Uh, uh hit and hustle, <laughs> hustle pod we're a podcast now so you can find us on apple spotify google uh amazon basically pretty much anywhere you can you listen to podcasts you can find us there um one pod okay yeah and then you can uh and you can uh, find us on our youtube channel iris sports daily's youtube channel um you got hit and hustle we got our own playlist over there and then uh subscribe subscribe to the youtube channel watch our stuff we uh mm-hmm. me and jamie we do good stuff I, I got some interviews coming. I just did an interview with uh, quarterback Ian Book that was alluded to earlier. Um, that was really good. It was a really good time, and he was very kind. He gave me an hour, and he was awesome. He he was uh, he was a great interview. Uh, gave me no restrictions on anything, um, and so that was really fun. And then, I would have um, went so wild, Greg. I would have gotten. I would have asked about like you. Like you were you were so 
you were so tame with the no restrictions. I, like, I wanted, I wanted circle got smaller talk, but, uh, well, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was no restrictions, but don't, don't be, be don't, don't be, be a jerk. Yeah. Don't be, don't be Josh Foles. Don't be Josh Foles. Um, and then, so I'm, I'm, I'm working on some other former players too. I want to get kind of a thing going with former players coming on the show. So, uh, check us out there and, uh, you can check me out on the, uh, earned five-star podcast that, uh, Hey-o. my good friends are on. Hey. I'm, I'm excited for you guys. Congratulations on that. Um, good job by me. I, I picked the name. I believe, I, I think that's right that I, uh, that this was uh, the name that I chose that I, I threw it out there in the DMS. It's a, it's a great name. So five star pod. it's, uh, it's, the only, it's the only name we could really think of, to be honest, <laughs> that, made any, that made it, that made any sense. Well, it's I funny. Yeah. My, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife, I was telling her about the new arrangement and how, you know, we're not on the old network and we're on this new, uh, you know, what is it? FF, FF, SN, right. Fan? FF, Fans first sports network. Fans first sport network. And uh, she said, and I said, yeah, we had to change our name because of, uh, you know, some logistics, some legal stuff. And she said, oh, what did you name it? And I said, the earn five star pod. And she's kind of looked at me and she said, what? And I said, well, it's kind of one of those, if you know, you know, sort of deals, like everyone who's been with us knows exactly the bit that we do literally every time. But since you don't listen, this is, sounds foreign to you. <laughs> that so that was like, my <laughs> wife's same, same exact re- reaction. So she's like, same exact. Yeah. She's like, so is that some sort of like reference to something? And I said, yeah, no, it's definitely a reference to something. And she, and I said, you know, I talked about recruiting. She's like, so you guys are just doing recruiting now. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're holistic. We're holistic. No. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, congratulations guys on that. And you can Thank find you. me on a single high pod too with, uh, UHND with Frank. Frank. Yep. That's two. Frank. And on Twitter at, at, at Greg 2126 on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, probably one of your better follows to have uh, during the football season. Not not to say that it isn't at any other time, uh, but definitely during the season, uh, Greg shines. Love the clip breakdowns. Love them. Yes. Appreciate you, boys. Well, I am just excited that you uh, were able to to come on down uh, and hang out with us down in the gutter uh, for a little while and, and yeah, talk. Yeah, thanks uh, for us. That was, that was great. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, I do have to make uh, – so when we had Matt Brown on, I'm like, yeah, you and uh, about the only guests that I started co- like, oh yeah, we had, I had Ryan Nanny on here. Uh, <laughs> we had all sorts of different guests, but really Greg, I don't even know if we consider you a guest considering we call you for every podcast, every well, single podcast people here is recorded via Skype and Greg is invited to that chat just to pop in whenever he feels like, and he never does feel like it unless <laughs> you do what I did today. Or was it yesterday? Just like, like Greg, you're coming on the pod. Let's fucking go. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think I think people know that uh, Greg is a, a, a somebody that we talk to daily. He's a confidant. He's a he's a good friend. Uh, although we don't see each other in person, get together in person, um, we are literally in touch with him uh, daily, multiple times a day. And there's, it's so funny to you know, I'll I'll have a busy day and I'll I'll literally just go back to like six hours worth of conversations that are happening, maybe even between just two people in our group before or whatever, and then just you know put a bunch of emojis on it just to say like, hey, I read this and I agree with whatever's being said or I disagree. So yeah, this is the DMs right here. When we talk about in the DMs, this is pretty much ninety eight percent of what we're talking about. In fact, we could have called this podcast Tales from the DMs. <laughs> that could have been another. That could have been another 
another name. That, that could have got us a whole different demographic. Uh, I don't know how long they'd stay, but those first couple of pods, if I would have, if I would have used my clickbait skills, could have really reeled them in on a, with a title of uh, Tales for the DMs. I'm also Greg's official photographer too, right? Yeah, man, Brennan. He uh, he he me up with so many edits like he did no 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 no. your uh your, your twitter profile picture oh yeah you did you took the profile picture that's right and he was like hey put it on your profile picture and i was like i will and uh no but you did the you did the, the <laughs> you did the pod art for the uh for our hidden hustle uh the podcast uh really appreciate that you've edited our family photo for chris i think twice Twice. Yeah, I had Which to. Is crucial. Uh, that, had, that is, did, that I is edited, crucial work. I edited out a trash can from. Uh, <laughs> That's from right. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was my sister. It was like it, it's like one of those things like no one's ever noticing this ever, and they're like, take it out, and I'm like, hey, Brennan, see this? And he's like, well, now I have to create this driveway because <laughs> <laughs> the driveway didn't exist, so I had to create it. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Got oh, that, Brennan. He's, Brennan is also my uh, Excel person. I asked for Excel questions. He's a man of many talents. So appreciate him. Appreciate him. He's handy. Everybody should have a Brendan just around, lay it around. Amen. Ah, uh, shoot. Yeah. But Brendan was uh, the one like, Hey, we needed a, you know, it's not real easy to get the official Hicksville H like for the hats and all stuff. <laughs> I did that too. Well. Yeah. So we had, so Carrie wanted to, you know, she wanted to get the the decals on the boys' baseball helmets. I said, I'm just being plain red. Well, there's no, like, clip art to go to and all that. So we just took a picture of, of the boys' baseball hats, and he took that, cleaned it all up, did a perfect freaking job, uh, and then set back a, a thing that we could use to put on the old cricket. It was beautiful. Perfect. Worked out great. Kiki doubted. She's like, there's no fucking way. Mm. Like, you just – you watch. You watch. So – yeah, everybody needs a Brendan laying around. Yeah, and our police department does too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, Chief Inspector. Uh, shoot. Well, I thought I was going to need – so real quick before I got to my last thing to finish up. So I had – we're I'm in full Little League mode, boys. And today I was trying to uh, sneak a practice in between uh, massive severe th- storms and all. I'm like, oh, we got, you know, I don't know if the parents were really down with it, but I'm like, oh, we can, we can sneak one in. And we did, but I had to pick up a bunch of kids uh, to get down there. So long story short, uh, took these kids home. When I get home, I can't find my wallet anywhere, anywhere. And so I'm like, son of a bitch, did it fall out at the gas station and one of these kids' houses? And is it down at the ball field? I'm like, where in the hell is this wallet at? I'm going out of town in a week, you know, do I got to... You know, license, credit cards, debit card, all the whole nine. Like, God damn it. So I start tracing my steps and I end up at, at one of the kids' houses. And this is not a good neighborhood uh, at all. At all. And I roll and it's the one where I thought if I if my wallet fell out of my truck here, I'm not getting it back. And no one will admit to it. Uh, not my not my kids on my team, but just somebody in that in that area so i roll up and i get and there's like 20 people at this front door i'm like what the hell is going on 
and I roll up. I mean, maybe they're all celebrating. They got some credit cards they can use real quick uh, before I cancel them. I don't know. So I get out and I just kind of try to ignore them and like look in the gr- look at the <coughs> the ground in front to see you know if I see my wallet laying around. But it was kind of hard to do because there was a person sitting in the doorway, screaming bloody murder, beating the shit out of this door. It just go. I I'm not gonna tell any more about it. It's just it was the fucking wildest thing I have seen. Like it, someone had got their hand <laughs> like caught in a doorway, but it took like 20 people to talk to this person, and she's beating the shit out of the door while screaming like someone cut her hand off. And there's like a mom with no shoes on carrying two kids. Man, I don't. I got I I got home. I just I stopped looking. I got home. I ended up finding it. Uh, of course, it was in my truck uh, <laughs> after I went through the whole shebang. I just got home. I was like, man, I'm not going anywhere for like two days. <laughs> like, I'm here. So anyways, don't lose your wallet. Ah, <laughs> uh, just to remind <laughs> just to remind, it's a lot funnier if you were from Hicksville and I could actually use like street names and stuff. You'd get it. Uh just remind everybody, get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Anything that you leave, we will read word for word on the next Earned Five Star Podcast. I do want to say I'm going to put in another new rule. We're going to keep the names out of the mouth. I like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'll, if you want me to talk about how fucking awesome Papa John's Pizza is or Fazoli's, whatever, man, that's fine. Uh, that's all good. That's all good. Uh, but other Twitter users, other writers and all that, we're just going to stay away from that because that's number one. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that shit. You're writing that shit. I'm just reading down what you said. But apparently that has caused an issue. So we're just going to take away that issue. All right. We're just going to take away that issue. Uh, just know in our hearts how we feel. And that's that should be solid enough. Right. Sure. You, the less negative energy out there, the better. Um, and I know you're creative enough to have, if you really want to have fun with it, if you can't have fun with me, uh, in other ways, then you are not living life, my friends. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're going to live on, live on that one. That's, that's the first real big rule we've ever used with the reviews, honestly. So, and that's it. I want to thank Greg again for coming on the show. This was awesome. This was fun. Um, no one does the off season like us, uh, and (laughs) trust me. Trust me, spring football, it's just the fucking off season. Uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing to see here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, get on over to the site. Uh, we'll st- start cranking out the clickbait as fast as we can here uh, coming up. So can't wait for that. And we'll see you guys the next time around. So for Greg, for Jude, and for Brendan, everybody over at One Foot Down, thanks for listening. And as always... Go Irish.